174 of the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. Uh, the number doesn't even seem real. I know it's. I'm very. It's gonna be very weird when we hit 2,000 or 2,000, 200, 200. I think I came in around number 40 or 50, probably. I know it was under 100. Oh yeah. I mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, 200. We said it was gonna be somewhere around January. We, took, we just took a week Ooh. off, so it pushes it back a week. Uh, but it should be somewhere around my birthday, I think. That'd be cool. So. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Katie's not with us. Katie is on top of a mountain in Alabama at an all-girls camp with my daughter. Uh, but she'll be back next week. She'll be back Friday. I've been home alone for a week and a half now. Uh, but she'll be back Friday. But Robert's here this week. Has it been a week and a half? Yeah. It's been over. I mean, they left, not last Friday, the Friday before. Was it really? Yeah. All right. Been hanging out by myself. But it's cool. It's too hot to go anywhere, so. It's stupidly hot out there. I got out of my truck this morning at nine, and it was already ninety-one degrees. So that shit sucks. Yeah, trust and, me, I know. And then Katie sent me a picture of the weather there, and like last night it was like sixty-four degrees on top of the mountain. I was like, "Fuck you." Yep. Uh, let's get sponsor stuff out of the way. If you're looking for a high-quality PVC rack or cage, look no further than Lone Star Reptile Racks. There's some other stuff in there, but Katie's not here to read the stuff on her phone. But uh, LSReptileRacks.com. Dot com. Dot com. See, he did it. It's, it's fucking, it's just, it just is now. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you need a rack or a cage, uh, you just had a good show this week, and we had a show in, uh, in ironically, in Pasadena, Texas. Yep. Where, where, was, where you was, just moved your shop from a week prior. Yep. <laughs> I was seven minutes away from the shop, and now I'm 27 minutes away from the shop. From but, the show, I mean. But uh, it was a good show. It was small, but there were a lot of people there. It went well. It was my best show of the year. Yeah. And uh, the day after, you finally saw that huge mungus ass cage. So. Okay. Well, I still have it. I have to take it to Slide L. Fuck that cage. It was but, eight, It's eight foot by two foot by two foot. Yeah. There's, it's not that it's super heavy. It's not a super heavy cage. It just takes up a lot of room. It takes a lot of room, and it's a bitch to move around. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so yeah, we had this show. We got to hang out with a bunch of our friends. We got to hang out with uh, Todd Sanders and Paul Byfield and... Robbie. Robbie and... Jessica. Jessica and... Brittany Reed. Brittany Reed, who I feel I feel really bad. I'm gonna apologize in public to right now to Brittany Reed because I thought we had had Brittany Reed on the show. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I totally thought we had had. That's why I had not had her back on the show. But it was not back on the show. We had never had her on the show. She'll be on the show in two weeks. I've remedied that situation. She's gonna come over here and join us because she lives. Well, she lives two minutes from that show this weekend. But but her, her I, shop is ten minutes from here, fifteen minutes from. So here. Ironically, her shop is near us. Mm-hmm. Uh oh, who's the? That's uh, DNT. That's not DNT. That's someone I bought from DNT. It says Facebook user. Oh, someone with a retake. If you need a retake, you need an eight. Oh, by, somebody got uh, uh. You'll need an eight by two by three at least. Yeah. Or maybe eight by three by three. Because uh, retakes get big. That's why I don't own retakes. Um. Also, going with our sponsors, Herb's Reptile Shows. Do do I pull? I pulled it up. I got it here. Slidell, Louisiana, July 22nd, 23rd. I thought about going to that. I think I'm not going to go to that. Uh, long drive. It's a long drive. And my last day of my internship is that Friday. And then by the time I get home, we get ready and leave. No, you wouldn't be in there till 2 in the morning. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doing it. So, But if you are in the area or if you're on that side of the south and you want to visit a Herp show, Slidell, Louisiana, that's the one to do. That is July 22nd, 23rd. 
Then Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, July 29th, 30th. Neither one of us will be at that one. That is too far away. That is the other side of the world. We're not if driving I, there. If I never go to Oklahoma again, it'll be too soon. <laughs> Uh, August 12th, 13th is Corpus Christi. Ooh, that's one I need to try and do. That's close enough. I can do that Three one. Three hours. And I could do that. Yeah. That's the weekend. We can go to the beach, James. Fuck that. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I, they still have sand there, right? Yes. Yeah, I'm not going there. Fuck that. Uh, sand gets into places and uh, unlike an oyster, I don't make pearls. So, not doing that. Hey, there's Corey. Hey, it's Corey. And Darren and Canal Side Exotics. Sea Anal Side Exotics is right there. And whoever the Facebook user is. Uh, about to find out. But yeah, Corpus Christi. I'm, I think I'm going to try and do that. That's the week after my dad and I go to... Oh, uh, Danielle. Oh, okay. It's the week after my dad and I go to the uh, Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony in Canton. That's right. Can't wait to go see Beware, Dware. Go to Marcus Ware. Yep. Uh, so yeah, that's August 12th, 13th. Bryan College Station, August 19th, 20th. Conroe, back in Conroe. We were just in Conroe. But September 9th and 10th. <clears throat> then the Baton Rouge Show, which is technically Gonzalez. September 16th and 17th. I still think that's going to be a good show. And uh, if you're looking to visit a show. Well, they're all technically something else. I mean. No, Conroe's Conroe's in Conroe. Corpus Christi's technically in Robstown. That is true because of the laws. Yeah. I mean, Slidell's in Slidell. Oklahoma City is technically in Shawnee. Bryan College Station's in Bryan College Station. Lake Charles is in Lake Charles. Yeah. Waco's in Waco? Yeah, now. I haven't been to that one. Uh, So not all of them. A lot of them. But the Gonzalez show is a good one. Again, that's a good one if, uh, if you have a spouse. That doesn't like reptiles, just drop them off either at the Cabela's or at the shopping, the uh, outlet right, mall. Right. And then go, go look at reptiles. Um, and then Waco, Texas is October 21st, 22nd. And Lake Charles is November 4th and 5th. So there's that. Also, uh, just while we're doing sponsors, and he was in the chat, there's Lewis right there. Check out Lil's Shop of Horrors on Facebook, L I L apostrophe S, Shop of Horrors, or. Uh, this I'm, I'm I'm I sound back. I'm pretty sure it's a website also, but I'm gonna type it in. But it's no apostrophe. Yep, yeah, there's a website. I'm I'm stuck at this. Sorry, Lewis, but there is a website. Little Shop of Horrors, L I L S. Uh, we actually referred a and some people that are building a pet store in San Antonio. To, yeah, to him. We told him to. Hopefully, they reach out to him. But if you are in the Houston area and you hear this this week today, I'll try and get this out a little earlier. Uh, get a hold of Lewis. He's coming over this way to do some deliveries this weekend and uh, get you some uh, rodents or insects. He's got dubias. He's got uh, roly polies, some ice pods, stuff like that. So go check out Lil's Shop of Horrors. I'm looking forward to my rodent order. My my snakes are looking forward to my rodent order. I need to fatten up my, uh, my boas so I can get them bred so they can start buying rodents. Although I got baby boas right now that need to sell so they can help buy rodents because that's all snake breeding becomes is... Yeah. Breeding snakes so you can buy rodents. <clears throat> but check out Little Shop of Horrors. And also, VivTech. If you're looking for a high-quality LED UVB bulb, look no further than VivTech products. Use code GUMBO22 at checkout and save 15%. You can get UV bulbs. You can get all the smart devices. they got to- tons of smart devices, little plug things and all that. Check out VivTech. Use code GUMBO22. Save 15%. And I also never plug this one. Uh, Patreon. We have a Patreon. I know we don't do anything extra. We're not one of those that like does an extra video for you on Patreon because I'm barely able to get here for the one we do. That is true. Uh, but if you do listen to us on a regular basis and, and out of the kindness of your heart, if you want to donate $5 a month to us, we would appreciate it. We'd like the little, uh, little homeless child on TV late at night. If only $5 a month, you could help us pay for this shit because Katie keeps bitching at me every time money gets pulled out of her bank account. So uh, we do have a Patreon, uh, the Reptile Gumbo Podcast. If you can, 
we would appreciate it. If not, we understand. Still listen. It's cool. Uh, I think that's it. Is that it? I wasn't really listening. Yeah, that's it then. Well, that's it. We don't have Katie here to tell us it's not it, so right. it's it. I think that's a... Yes. <laughs> uh, all right. So, we had a guest tonight. It's fine. We're going to have him on next week. There's a scheduling conflict with work because people have jobs, and apparently jobs like pay money and stuff, so you have to be at them. Uh, but I did reach out to some friends of ours. I was very happy that... Wait, wait, wait. What? Jobs should pay you money? Yeah, I... They didn't tell you that when you started a business? Mm-mm. Oh, shit. I just thought they cost us money. You read the wrong book. I guess. Uh, but I was glad I could reach out to our friends. I'm super happy when they always come on. So we'll go ahead and add our friends in. It is the Howdies from Focus Cube. How's it going, Howdies? Hey, it's great to be second best. You're not, you're not <laughs> second best. Y'all are never second best. Also, don't judge the fact that this sign behind me is not on the wall. That's out of pure laziness because when we got this chameleon, I had to move the sign over. And as you can see, I haven't actually moved the little brackets to hold the sign. Uh, That's it, how much he values uh, things. That, guys. that is not oh, true. I, I made sure it was behind me. I've offended every time I've seen this. <laughs> so right now, just right now. Got it. But it's behind me still. You can still see it. And it's still one of like my favorite things I own in my entire house. I just have got to get off my ass and move some hooks on the wall. But uh, how are y'all doing? Good. Yeah, good. Yeah, hanging in there. Yeah. Trying to keep cool. I'm saying y'all aren't <laughs> yeah. melting over there yet? Oh, it's hot. Yeah, well, fortunately, our shop has AC, but... We got it, it back it, on. Yeah, yeah, it really doesn't keep up too, too well, so... We're, we can't complain because there is a suit, but it is it is still nuclear hot. Yeah, it was brutal out there today. Today felt hotter than any day yet. Yeah. I don't know if it was just me, but it was just, no matter where I was, it was just. Well, hopefully your new shop will be better soon. Yeah, we'll get that wall put up next week. And then and, uh, then I'll have that whole area where the laser is air conditioned. Yeah, and then get you another window unit or a split to add to that or don't need to. think it's gonna be enough once you open that window yeah the landlord came over and he said yeah when i had that wall up there i would just open that door and open that window and it did it fine out here it's a 1400 square foot um mini split and that's only like 800 square feet to nice those two rooms together so yeah it's ungodly hot down here yeah, yeah. but i was in that little side room where all the pvc is oh and yeah that's outside at like four it's it's covered and closed in but that's outside yeah and that, but that you could just the heat radiating off that metal was ridiculous yeah that's the thing it about P- what it becomes an oven yeah oh yeah well that's the thing about pvc people you know people would think oh you put it in there it's gonna warp and melt the pvc does fine with the heat it's just when people put it in the sun and don't realize or have been told that it will mess up in the sun and then it warps and then they want to go hey Why'd my PVC mess up? Uh, yeah, I had one this weekend. I sold him a rack and I told them they, he pulled up in a truck to pick it up. And I said, Hey, you guys need to cover this with something or put it in the back seat of the truck. Okay. We'll just put it in the back seat. Cause I knew they were driving like three hours and they messaged me yesterday with pictures of it. And it's like the whole top is caved, like warped in. And then the whole back looks like somebody wadded up a piece of paper. Yeah. And PVC does not like UV light. I said, I told you guys not to leave it in the sun. They thought oh, we just thought you were being overly cautious. <laughs> Yeah, we keep UV wrap at the shop now because we just know what happens. Everybody shows yeah, up and they're from four that. hours away, and we just go ahead and wrap it in black because we know it's going to be in a truck bed for four hours mm-hmm. and you know sun all the way. So I'm just going to have to buy some and start carrying it to shows. Mitigate that because that's not the first time yeah. it's happened, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is why yeah, I- that stuff. 
PVC, I mean, it's good to like 130-ish degrees, but when you put it in the sun, it just absorbs all that heat. Instantly. And it gets Instantly. way beyond that. Yeah. Instantly. It is fast. It well, I even fast. showed him when we were rolling it out to the truck. I walked out in the sun, and I told her it had been 10 seconds. I said, put your hand on it. And she put her hand on it. She's like, wow, mm-hmm. that got hot quick. And I said, yeah, it's like 10 seconds. Yeah. So don't leave it sitting in the sun. Mm-hmm. They stopped and ate. Yeah, they drew, you know, and yeah, it, it's shot. I'm going to have to. I told him I'd replace some of the parts for him, but. Well, I know some people like will see that and they go, well, it's because it's crappy uh, product, yada, yada, yada. That's just how PVC works. Right. It's not It's not meant to bake in the sun. I learned the hard way when I bought my very first sheet. I brought it home and I leaned it up against the wall <laughs> in the gar- uh, like in, in the garage. And I went inside and had lunch and hung out for a little bit. And the sun moved and caught the corner of it. And it like just curled oh. it up. And I think yeah. I paid like $160 for that sheet. <laughs> And uh, you say that yeah. like it's crazy now, but that's yeah. close to what you pay yeah. for a sheet now. Yeah, that's when they were $60 a sheet <laughs> and learn that lesson real quick. I keep a, I keep a moving blanket yeah. in my truck because you never know when I'm going to pick up something. Yeah. So I just keep one in the back of my truck in case I have to cover, cover one. Yep. Yeah, we're paranoid about pallets, too. As soon as we get a pallet in, we're trying to shuck it in there as yeah. quick as we can. We had we're one even- delivered today at like two, so we had oh. to unload it. At, in the hot sun, but we were like, we're not leaving it outside. That's for sure. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I've got a cage in my other room that someone gave me and that's how I learned the hard way. Cause I put it outside cause it was gross. I'd got it and it was, <laughs> it was nasty. And I was like, it's not coming to my house till I can clean it. So I put it on the back porch and then I went out there and it had warped on top. And I was like, Oh, and this is my genius. I'll flip it over and it'll flatten back. Ca- no, now just the top and bottom are both warped. <laughs> Nice. I've seen a guy try and fix one with a bunch of clamps and boards. And I'm like, it's over. Man. Yeah. 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 It. It's over. No, that shit warps. The, the people yesterday asked me if they could take a heat gun and warm <laughs> it up. And I was like, no, it's, it's changed the molecular structure of the PVC. That piece is done. Yeah. I mean, they can take a heat gun to it. Yeah, I mean, great chlorine gas trying to melt it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's good to breathe in. Yeah. Uh, I was also, so, our, our podcast night is open up to uh, anybody that wants to. If you'll go over to our Facebook page and group, we put the link on there and you join. And uh, we'll see you pop up in a little green room down here and we can add you. That's when your it, wife there. Oh, that's my wife? Facebook user. Hey, wife. <laughs> uh, but you can join him and, and join in on our chat. So I'm going to go ahead and add our first guest because for some reason other people like hearing him talk. Hmm. <laughs> it's It's my dad, Sam. How's it going, Sam? <laughs> Hello. What do you mean for some reason? You grew up loving to hear me talk and set you Not down. Not the, the stories path. I've heard. <laughs> I don't live in your house anymore. I don't have to lie anymore. <laughs> I will say last time he was here and we all went to dinner, he and Logan sat at the end of the table, my son, and we forgot they were there. I try to forget Sam's there a lot. Yeah, I do that with Logan. Worked out. <laughs> that's um, because that's the only, he was the only intelligent conversation. I knew that was coming. I, I knew that was coming when I set myself up for that's that one. That's probably true. <laughs> He will surprise you with uh, how intelligent of a conversation he can carry on for thirteen year old. Absolutely, I enjoyed, I enjoyed I enjoyed talking with him. He was a pretty impressive young guy. He's at the beach this whole week fishing, Sam. Gross. Fishing's fun. Yeah. But beach. Gross. Sam's with you on the beach. We're both. It's. Mm-mm. Yeah, I got too many nooks and crannies. <laughs> See, I told you I don't make, I don't make pearls. I'm not putting sand in those places. Huh. So, uh, Ashley and Steven, how's business been? been good yeah we've been insane yeah pretty freaking busy so we got all that new equipment in and all that's done is made us make stuff faster so it just the velocity of what goes in and out of there is is even more now so it's dizzying (laughs) 
Yeah, we took all the orders we could when we had our old Avid. And, you know, you think you're busy, but you're limited by the machine. And then as soon as you free up, up you know, you can reduce cycle times and you can get stuff out faster. You just get busier again. So it's, it's it's just this constant, like, whirl of, like, I can't believe, you know. Yeah, it's just been ramping <laughs> Trying to up figure out how up. to continue to scale and keep on top of everything. Make sure you have enough hardware. You got enough material. Make sure you got enough coming. Make sure everybody knows that they need to have it coming and on and on. But it's it's been good. We've been busy as could be still fortunately say so supply chain stuff is some of the hardest parts i know it eats up so much of your time oh keeping on people to you know you think would want to sell us stuff but you have to be knocking on their door all the time hey did you order it did you order it did you order it yeah i'm thinking it'll get better now though because i mean during the whole covid thing is like it was first come first serve and you had to basically beg to get stuff at this point you know i guess you know overall Stuff is slowed down, so now we can actually get in there and buy material without having to beat everybody over the head too bad. So we just we have you know multiple suppliers for most of our stuff now, just because it's it's too scary when you're relying on one source and they sell out of particular you know part or piece that you need, you're stuck. So we're trying to spread that out as much as we can now. Did, do you ever use the Herbstat intro for any of your stuff? We used to build an enclosure that actually had it made into it. So it was our little uh, matrix. It was uh, basically a one cubic foot enclosure. I think it was like 13 by 12 by 12. And we had an intro plus uh, mounted in the bottom of it and it had the heating element in it. So it was like one little self-contained unit. So people were getting like a new green tree or something. They didn't have to go source all the stuff. You could just basically buy the whole, you know, shebang and turn it on and set set your temp and not, not mess with it anymore. Did it drive you nuts when they discontinued making that? Well, we haven't used them a whole lot anymore. So that was kind of like a model that we sort of phased out. And basically all the ones that I have, they're just kind of randomly around the house plugged into stuff. So I hadn't really messed with them in forever. That was just one I was thinking this weekend. I was talking about thermostats and I was like, the intro was such a great one for people that made stuff because it was made to fit into things and flush mount into stuff. And then Herbstat was like, no, we're not going to make that anymore. And I'm like, well, shit, that sucks for people that weren't. I, I have still, I think I still have three of them bogarted somewhere. <laughs> Just, I'll need them eventually. Well, now, like, most products are getting mm. so complicated. I mean, having a, a single probe isn't, you know, enough anymore. Like, a lot of the units that we do, they have multiple heating, lighting components in them. So, like, a, even a Herbstat 1 is almost, you know, obsolete in a lot of instances now. So. Yeah, we mostly use the Herbstat 4. Yeah. I like the I there's the four is the one thing I didn't get. Once I finally I sold enough snakes at one point to buy a four, they had just come out with the six. I was like, fuck it. Yeah. For like a hundred dollars more, I'll get the six. I've gotten to the point where somebody yeah. if somebody contacts me and they're like, I need a cage and I need this and this and this and this, I'm like, focuscube.com. Go to them. They can do all those things <laughs> yes. for you. I want to focus on this simple get it done robert's like i can build you a box yep. for for if you just need a box for stuff yep. but steven is so good at that design and he and actually execute that so well that that's theirs that that is their niche then go buy from them because you're gonna love it and i send a lot of people that way because i used to think that i would want to do that i could never do what they do I, i'm blown away but, by the, i say it every time but i'm blown away by the amount of options y'all have for stuff because that's always like people are like uh, when when a business starts like don't give too many options and Steven's like fuck it more <laughs> options we don't yep. have enough options a hundred more options yep. <laughs> oh yeah it's limited I mean we have to peel back a lot of stuff we continually go through there and kind of take stuff away that isn't ordered a lot or maybe is you know kind of conflicting or confusing but there's way more stuff I'd like to have on there but the amount of time that you spend trying to teach everybody you know 
what every single component is and how they're supposed to work together. And I mean, and then you get all the, you know, you sell something with a bunch of components in it and then people buy that thermostat from, you know, who knows who, and then they want us to teach them how to use it, you know? And it's like, <laughs> there's a making a box, an empty box. That's the business. man. Oh, so if nice. you can sell empty boxes and just turn them over, that's, that's how you make money. The stuff that we do is, I don't know why. It's, it's just, incredibly time consuming. It's, yeah. yeah. Like just, I spend so much time just laying out ceilings and enclosures because you'd think people would order the same thing twice and it rarely happens. I mean, as, as many as we sell, it's almost every day is a new day. I'm laying stuff out. I got a set of squares on there. And if that's not good enough, I'll go into CAD and I have, you know, every heat panel, every UVB, I have all of the, the guards for the lamp holder pros. I have everything modeled in CAD and I will literally put it out in there and I will try and lay the roof out before I start drilling holes and hope I, you know, I got it all right. So I'll lay it out in CAD first. And if it looks right, then usually I can program in the screw holes so I don't have to do anything manual. I just have the machine yeah. put everything in the top where it's supposed to be. And then I just walk over with the components and screw them down. That's every time I mount a heat panel or a light for somebody, I'm like, and then I think about some of the pictures I've seen that you've posted and I'm like, fuck. Yeah. That is a lot. And it, <laughs> All I mean, the cord routing and cord well, covers. Because you want everything to be straight and look nice and, you know, it has to be, it has to be, it has to look right. And when you're putting in two heat, I mean, a heat panel and two different lights and all the stuff I've seen them put in. And then they put their shelf in and their ladders and all that. I'm like, holy shit, that's a lot of stuff. But it looks, I mean, it looks amazing. Yeah. Uh, Darren Watson asks, what size enclosure do you sell the most of? I think the quintessential size is the four by two by two. It works for so many species. Me too. I yeah. mean, and everybody kind of, you know, that's, that's sort of their, you know, their, flagship unit i guess just because it works for just so many different animals my so uh, you can put some animals in it for you know larger you can put as they grow yeah right yeah you can put all kind of different species and it's just it's the most versatile so there's like that's another thing is like since we have so many different potential layouts i'm making a new four by two by two pretty much every day yeah, it I has mean, i mean the shelves no shelves yeah. hide hangers ceiling hangers Heat panel, no heat panel. What brand of heat panel do you want? We have three different brands of heat panels. I mean, you're putting deep heats and halogens. You're doing combinations of them. Did you want a dimmable LED or a jungle dawn? I mean, it just, it's screens. Yeah, screens, no screens, you know, internally mounted, externally mounted. Oh, it's. That's way too many combinations. Have you. And the four by two purchase. Yeah, and, yeah. Have you had anybody do the math to figure out how many different combinations there are of cages you make? Yeah, I need I need to do it. I need to just sit down and do it because if you take every potential option, you know, color, ceiling layout, it's got to be – it's like, what is it, McDonald's? There's like a million ways to I make a hamburger or something. I think it is over a million with all of the – we have 30 different, like, models, over 30 now. Yeah, and they have like, you know, 10 to 30 options each, so somebody can run the numbers on that. Yeah, I'm, shit ton. I'm like just going through the 4 by 2 by 2 now, just building one. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like seven choices. Yeah. Four by yep. two by two was oh, the yeah. first size cage my dad and I built for uh, our rainbow boa, and then when we built it, we were like, "Yeah, we built too big of a cage." Like it was—I <laughs> didn't realize how big four by two by two was when we built it, and uh, it was big. Yeah, but, well, people come to the shop to pick up their you know four by two by two model, and they get there and they're like, "This is a lot bigger than I thought." Yeah, and I'm like, it's I don't know how big you thought it was going to be. It's right. literally, I, I get people. That, I've gotten to where now. I tell them. What are you driving? Because I've had them show up yep. in like oh, a freaking Toyota. You, I mean, you know, I know you guys have show up in a Toyota Corolla, and I'm like, <laughs> nope. Uh, yeah, this won't even fit on the roof. 
if, if that was an option. Well, that's not true. I was not there one day and I had some people drive all the way from Corpus to pick up three racks. And on the way here, they took their truck by the dealership and ended up trading it in and buying a brand new Mazda car <laughs> on the way here. They strapped three cages, three racks to the roof of that car. I have a picture. I'll have to send it to you guys because you guys will appreciate it. Uh, oh, they awesome. strapped. I wasn't there. My employee was at the time. This was like two years ago. I remember that. Yeah. Strapped three. He sends me a picture. I'm like, please tell me that you didn't touch any of them fucking straps. He goes, nope. Yeah. Man. I told them I am not. He's like, I knew better than that. It's like, thank goodness. Cause my insurance would not like that if they come flying off on the freeway. And, uh, he texted me that night. I made it home with the cages, man. And the racks, man. Thank you. All right. They had four people in the car. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. They brought like their grandma and their aunt. Wow. A road trip. Yeah. And bought a new car on the way. I'm amazed at people. Look, I've, I've had to strap something to the roof once, but I thought, honestly, thought that my SUV was going to be large enough to fit a four by two by. 16 cage and then like a 10 tub 70 rack and uh it wasn't so i had to drop a 10, 10 tub 70 rack to the top of a kia sorrento once uh so i was that person once but i i came with a vehicle that i thought was big enough i didn't show up with a little car uh that is also the last time i'll ever buy a 10 tub I, anybody listening if you're like oh man i need a 10 tub rack no you fucking don't you don't you need two five tub racks don't ever buy a 10 tub rack it's a fucking nightmare <laughs> And I hate it, especially since I was like, I'll never live in a two-story house. And now I live in a two-story house, and it's upstairs. Mm-hmm. So yeah, We have a lot of people who want like multi-unit enclosures. So basically one giant enclosure that. that's several sizes integrated into one. And I'm we like, our, it sounds like a cool idea, but first off, you got to ship it by freight. Second, if it's flat pack, you're, you may have some difficulty trying to figure out how we assembled it. And then third, how are you ever going to move it? I mean, it's it's you can't just get it through doorways. It's it's really, and everybody we we get a lot of questions about those. Yeah, it's much better just to have single units you can move around or re you know, rearrange or, or whatever. Right. Just one big giant thing's not necessarily it sounds cool. It look you know when you stack all the enclosures, it looks like one unit. Yeah, but trying to sell one giant thing that's a bunch of different sizes, it sounds great. Doesn't. Robert made one for a, a girl once. It was it was all four foot enclosures, but it was one piece. I think it was like four or five four foot enclosures, wasn't it, Robert? It was four four by two by twelves, basically. Yeah, all one piece. That was a fucking beast. I did that yeah. once, and that was enough. Mm-hmm. Yep. But they came with a trailer and picked. Actually, it was two of them, um, and we put it on casters. But they came and picked them up. Yeah. Thank goodness. With the big trailer, I'm trying to find that picture because I know I have it somewhere because I kind of want to see it too because it's been a while. So That's pe- people just don't think out logistics. They don't. They think things are cool and they don't think out logistics. Well, I'll let, it, let it be picking up a giant rack with a car or where they're going to put it in their house or not. Even, they they have an idea in the house idea where they're going to put it in the house. They just haven't thought about having to get it there. How did I know Max would join? Yeah, yeah, their doorways. I mean, and round corners. That's a huge thing too. But with cars, it's funny, people, you may have enough interior space, but you're not going to be able to fit it through. You, you got to fit the box through the doorway. Yeah. It's, so it's got you, corners. You know, the open door is not necessarily, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that it's not gonna, you can't fit. Yeah, they'll measure the door this direction <laughs> and then forget, you know, the opposite way. And I'm like, well, <laughs> one dimension is correct, but you're off at least one or two. It doesn't fit. Ugh. 
Uh, let's see. I was going to talk about the, there was a question that I posted for Ashley. It's the one, or Ashley or Steven. I think it was Ashley that came up with this one. Uh, it says, as a breeder or business, how do you set yourself apart from the rest when times are slow? <coughs> Which for a lot of people right now in the hobby, times are slow. Um, and so there were some good answers here. I like, I like Bill Steele's response. Yep, just a yeah. picture. Just a picture. You saw my response to his picture. Yes. Enough said. <laughs> we've had Bill on before when we've talked about next drop. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've had him on before to talk about his amazing green trees, and he just posted this amazing fucking green tree baby. And he's like, This is how I do it. Yep. yep. <laughs> That's exactly how. Uh even so even like Sam, Sam's still there. Even my dad, he's not uh, uh a snake person really, but I remember Sam when we showed him the sickness. Uh you thought that was amazing. That green tree that was black and green and all. Right, Sam? Blue and yeah. 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 So like even a non-reptile person can look at Bill's stuff and go, Well, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. It, but, but it doesn't even look real. But he also he still has the whatever you want to call like I call it the customer service to you know, he's he hits the double whammy, like I said, that the Reddies do. Yes. You know, he doesn't just produce incredible animals, he produces incredible animals. <laughs> And seems anyway, I, and from what I'm, I, a heck of a guy, you know, and, and someone who really cares about them and the people who invest in him. That is true. One one picture from Bill Steagle does not explain Bill Steagle enough. Uh, yeah. He's, he's great at this stuff. Uh, speaking of the readies, I'll read theirs real quick. Uh, so the readies, Amanda said, we provide lifetime support, which uh, sometimes can make lifetime customers. We stay active in the chameleon community and provide knowledge where we can. Also, we love to post reminders to gut load your bugs and provide pictures for ideas of different gut loading options. They're big on, on what you feed your animal. Um, but yeah, I can definitely, the, the readies are, uh, if anybody's, and Sam said it too, and you want to reply, if you ever want to see how somebody is supposed to sell their animal and sell themselves, they're the ones to watch. If you go to a show, uh, those guys stand there in front of those amazing chameleons and then you would think those chameleons on their own could sell themselves, but man, they'll sell you on. That's why I have this fucking chameleon in my house. You love that chameleon. I do love this chameleon, but fuck you, Reddies. Hey. <laughs> what? I want to last- tell everybody about what happened in my neighborhood Saturday night. We'll get to it. I promise. We'll get okay. to it. No, that's good. We'll get to that one. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I like Joe Phelan's response. Uh, I don't think this is really Joe, but this is definitely a response to uh, – some other people in the hobby recently, he said his way to do it while times are slow is a uh, manufacture Facebook drama, uh, which there are definitely people right now in the hobby who just keep bringing drama and like my drama. whole fucking feed right now. Well, it's because one person ends up being your whole fucking feed because that one person posts about 10 times a day about their place, <laughs> to their market for selling reptiles. Yeah. You guys wondering who I'm talking about. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, let's see. I'll read Sam's real quick. Sam's yours was long, but it, it was good. It's, so Sam, uh, like he said, is not a breeder. He's never done reptiles, but he did retail. He was a manager for retail for a long time, which again, I think a lot of reptile, people, a lot of breeders, especially at a show, don't understand that they have to be a salesperson. Like you see a lot of people at shows and they don't get that. They're also a, you're a salesperson. The people just because you have the animal doesn't mean you're going to sell the animal. Uh, I think the number one example is ball python breeders go to a show and there's 30, 40, 50 of them. Uh, you've got to sell to somebody because they can go to any of those people and just get an uh, animal off the table. But Sam said 
deliver a better product, if you breed a better animal, you can demand top dollar for your animals. If you can't deliver a better product, you have to try to sell based on the price and value. Not a good position to be in. And he said, deliver best-in-class customer service. Let's face it, these animals aren't a necessity, and they sure ain't cheap. Uh, I can promise you that delivering great service will get the dedicated customers who will recommend you to everybody that they encounter. The quality of the product you deliver is not 100% controllable, but how you treat your customers and potential customers is 100% up to you. Which is true. Well said. Or typed. Don't don't give them credit. Nah, you know. I throw them a bone every once in a while. But uh, I'll give myself <laughs> but I, and again, my way, I'm, I'm an old school retail guy, so that is very different. But bottom line is, you're still running a business, and you still, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't treat someone well, they're not gonna, they're not gonna recommend you. They're not gonna continue to buy from you, and you're gonna be hungry. <laughs> well, yeah. If if the Howdies made a good product, which they do. But then treat people like shit. It wouldn't matter how great your product is, right? They're not going to call you again for another cage. Right. <laughs> nope. And the hardest part, I think, for a lot of people to understand, and, and, and this is a fine line to walk because, uh, like Robert has said before, you, you will fire a customer, right? If you have a customer who is just un, unruly yeah. and, and hard to deal with, uh, you will fire them, which I get. But some people have zero patience with their customers. Yeah. And uh, that is something like, – the problem is, we've said before, in our hobby, the majority of the people in our hobby aren't people people. That's kind of why they like reptiles because they're not people people. And they're like, I'm not a people 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 person, but then I want to breed reptiles and sell them to people. Well, there's an issue there. So you, sometimes you have to deal with customers better. Uh, and there are some people that just – they lack that skill. Um, yes, they do. It's really offering the customer a lot of resources too, is being able to, you know, offer them part of the customer service is having with breeding or like the enclosures, we have lots of information that people can learn and try to help, you know, educate themselves. And the same with the crested geckos that I breed, you know, I had little write-ups about like kind of genetics and stuff because it's the most common questions. So you get to point somebody to it and they can get to learn and it's all part of the customer experience there. So you can do it kind of both ways. A lot of people complain about, you know, everybody asking questions, but if you have those good resources that you've, you know, well thought out and if it's a common question, it's really nice to be able to point people that way. And it takes off some of the burden of, you know, having to explain everything every time uh, when it, when it's a common question. Yeah. Which happens a lot, especially for, for you guys who sell this, you know, there's people coming into a hobby and they're going to ask those same beginner questions for a cage or a rack. Um, and so that's definitely being able to have resources to go, Hey, watch this, listen to this, read this. Those help a lot. Yeah. I think that's, that's where a lot of like breeders and, you know, any, anybody gets frustrated is where they have to, you know, keep answering the same question. But if you take the burden off of you and you make an actual quality kind of like resource for somebody to go, then it helps them. And then you can bounce back ideas after that. But you know, it kind of, it takes the initial, uh, where a lot of people say tire kickers, you know, you don't want to deal with tire kickers, but it's not necessarily that they're tire kicking. They just don't know. So mm-hmm. you, being able to help them through the process is it's, it's resources. Resources is all part of the customer experience. <laughs> one, of, one of the listeners said, uh, Jason Creek Morer, Mauer. I probably butchered that. So don't tell potential customer at an expo that, 
when they ask how it's going that they wish parents would leave their kids at home and not bring them to the cheap petting zoo. I'm assuming there must be a backstory to that. I, uh, so there's two sides of that, that kind of comment. I agree. <laughs> you can 100% think it. Yes. <laughs> Don't say it. But <clears throat> I have definitely thought it many times, but only because... I'm all for people bringing their kids to a show because it be the first time they, they fall in love with the animals. But uh, I blame it on the parents for not having the common sense to understand that it's not a petting zoo. Yeah. I don't blame it on the kid. Kid has to hold something. Uh, the parents' first thing shouldn't be to push that off onto a breeder and go, can they hold something? You know, the parents should have uh, should figure that out ahead of time. But uh, You got the second one where you really sound like you butchered it? He said that was right. And I bet you don't even remember what you said. Mauer? Yeah. Maybe, uh, but yeah, the, try not to badmouth the customers to their face. That is a, I see that a lot of times people say, <laughs> but that happens. Like people will say negative things to the customer. I'm like, they don't need to hear it. You can think it. And the other vendors around you are probably thinking it. And yeah. you all get to say it to each other when they walk away. But, uh, but censor some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. For the most part, it's better to say just nothing at all. Don't even let those thoughts come in or go out. Just, just let it all go. And bottom line, when those things happen, you're not only hurting your business, but you're hurting the hobby. You're 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 keeping someone who could be who could be a great addition to the hobby from getting into the hobby. Yeah. I uh, I saw a couple of kids this weekend that I I was impressed by. Uh, one was a young lady that talked to you about a cage. She was very. Uh, she knew very matter of fact what she wanted in a cage mm-hmm. and how she wanted it set up and what she wanted to be able to do. Uh, and she was probably 15, 16. Yeah. Somewhere around there. She was, she knew what she wanted. There was a couple of things that we educated her on and she was like, okay, well that makes more sense than what I was thinking I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, she was trying to do, she wanted to do lights inside. Of, she was afraid to put the lights inside. Yeah. She, yeah. she, she didn't would, understand. She didn't know what a radiant heat panel was. Yeah. And once we explained to her, it's better not to put screen on the top for a ball Python and to do these things. And she was, she was sold on that. She was all about it. She was good. And then there was another girl I saw. I didn't talk to her, but I saw, I think she, uh, she shopped at Paul's table. Somewhere. She was probably, I don't know, 10, 11. She had a little notebook, mm-hmm. even younger than that. And she was walking around taking notes on every animal that she thought she was seeing and talking to the breeders and asking questions. I she was talking to her mom. Did you? They heard that. She told her, I will take you to the show. You do the research on that. You go and you figure out which animals you like, and then you're going to do the research on them. And then the next show, we'll figure out how much we need to save. The next show, when it comes in October, I'll bring you back and you can buy the animal that you do the research. So she was actually going to write a research paper on it. That's what Travis did for Travis. Wyman did his daughter to get a scrub Python. So that little girl was taking copious amounts of notes and she was 10. Yeah. If that, the great thing about that is those of you that have kids know that it takes about a month and then they move on from a lot of stuff. If that kid does that and still in October or whenever it is, wants that animal, there's a good chance that kid actually wants that animal to take yeah. care of that animal. Yeah. Versus the parents that walk in and go, you want that? Here you go. And then go home and then it dies in like a month. Or we end up with, you know, there was, there was a couple people there this weekend selling ball pythons that their kids had bought. Look, there was one kid walking around with a shoebox with a retic. He walked up to Robbie and said, Hey, do you want to trade a ball python for this? And he opened it up, there's a retic in it. Yeah. I'm like, and then two people, I saw two different people walking around with ball pythons trying to sell, trade them off. And then there was a girl who. There, there's a, so there was a girl that bought a toke gecko from a rescue. So she paid the, from a rescue. 
And she already, within five hours of buying it at the show, already had it on Facebook for sale. She was trying to trade it for other things, trying to trade up. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Within, I mean, before we even got home. Yeah. That so, day. That's the fastest I've ever seen an animal go from a show to Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. It did not go well for her. <laughs> um, because the person from the rescue is not one you're going to do that to no. and, and get away with it. Uh, Darren says, when researching enclosures, I love seeing videos, both from the builder and customer reviews. So many small companies don't have videos or even websites, just Facebook pictures. I agree. I, I The first thing, I'm I'm a very much, uh, I, I research the shit out of something. If I'm going to buy something that's worth $200 or more, sometimes worth $30, uh, I'll go straight to YouTube and I'll watch like five, 700 videos on it before I buy it. Um, so videos are a big thing, especially like for you guys, uh, Ashley, Steven, with so many options, being able to show those things in a video makes way more sense and you can explain them. It helps. I mean, we have over 500 videos on our YouTube, uh, focus cubed YouTube channel, just because we have all different enclosures. So I try to show off, you know, the ones that I do, what's called an enclosure talk, uh, where I go through kind of the details and the options and everything and kind of explain like with sliders, how the glass goes in and out and all that stuff. And I, it can get repetitive. They're just short, you know, like two, three minute videos. But if somebody's looking for a color or an option or a combination of options, it kind of shows it. And then we have some more detailed ones where Steven will go through kind of the design theory and stuff like that. So yeah, that, and all that stuff takes time, but it really does help because I mean, when I'm looking, I try to think of like when I'm looking for something, like you said, if you're researching something, you want to go and watch reviews, look at videos and actually as tangible as you can get your hands on it over the internet. So great photos and great video and great media. That's really, that's, uh, that's a lot of the effort that we put into the website and everything is just based on that because people, I want to know when I'm looking at something. So I feel like that we should provide that for people. Give them the option, you know? Well, yeah, and being able to send a picture of exactly something that they want. It's not like we have every combination sitting behind us. We can just go pull off the shelf and show you what it looks like. So as you make stuff, basically you better video it, record it, so you have some kind of video archive. Yeah, evidence of going, this is how we yeah. lay these things out, or this is what you can expect. This yeah, Robert gets like, that all the time. Can you send me a picture of our, what does a four by two by two look like? Or does this rack? Or? Yep. And I'm like, well, I can send you a representative yep. photo. I'm not going to go <laughs> dig that one out in the shop and take another photo of it. But right now I'm, I'm yeah, I've tripped people. do what? Go ahead. I'm working I was just going to say, I trip people out. I'll send them CAD pictures and stuff. So yeah. I'll, I'll be all confused why it's not a real thing. <laughs> I, um, I'm working out a deal right now with a, a sign thing. And, uh, the guy's been wanting me to send him photos of all these signs. And I'm like, shit, I have all these signs that I've made that I never took photos of. And, uh, so I'm having to make, um, samples because I got, I was horrible there for a while about taking pictures because I was so busy and I won't make that mistake. It all takes time. It does. And it's just me. Yeah. So it's uh, I mean, it's just, it's just the two of you. So you guys know. Well, and like the website and we always point people towards it and they're like, I mean, we have thousands of hours and lots of dollars into the website just to make it easy to, or easier to use. And we love feedback on it, but yeah, it's all the pictures and stuff. I mean, like you said, it's, it all takes time. Well, in videos, you can tell how important videos are, even if you're like shopping on Amazon, like most things, when you pull up on Amazon have like four pictures and then a product video because they, that's, mm-hmm. they know that that's going to help sell it. A product. Also uh, prime day is going on right now. And I'm very upset that it's happening before I get paid mm. because the drone that I want is like $300 off on Amazon right now. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Oh, wow. so, so I love how, how expensive uh, is that? 
It, it's an expensive drone. I'm potential on a credit card. <laughs> yeah. Is that often you get it? Don't don't have one of those right now to use either. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, fucking Amazon. They couldn't wait till payday to put shit on Prime Day. It's like uh, at school. Every now and then at school, they'll do uh, people like selling candy. But they always do it like the week before payday. Like you don't want to wait until mm. like right after payday to sell I, shit. I got to read this comment. What do you... Oh, it's a picture of a snake in a in a local group, and of course, this girl commented, uh, "Kill all snakes; they kill people." And she's riding a horse in the thing. I'm like, more people are killed by horses than snakes. Let's <laughs> euthanize all the horses. Well, she just responded, so let's. Yeah. How horrible of a person are you, Robert? Oh, gar- just killing it. horses. Guarantee it. God, I don't trust horses. They paralyze Superman. <laughs> right. Oh. I mean, you saw how many people tried to kill Superman. They didn't kill Superman, and a fucking horse did it. I don't trust horses. <clears throat> uh, going back to our question real quick some other ones uh, Mindy Fitzgerald said our reputation alone is enough because we're ethical as fuck okay that's a that's one way to put it I will say in this hobby a reputation is hard to build but it is very easy to ruin uh, quickly so, that's what any business really yeah well I, I always laugh at the posts you see every now and then for a small business where like it's like McDonald's can mess up your order like 50% of the time and you'll still go back to McDonald's but if like a small business mess up your order they won't come back to you they'll Blast you all over everything. Like it's yeah, so I true. shared that one. I think a couple years ago. Yeah, yeah, they violently hate you. Violently yeah. mess up one time. McDonald's will put pickles on your shit every time you tell them I put pickles on, and you're like, ah, I'll go try it again. You fuck up one time, they're like you're a horrible human being. You should shut down your entire business, and no one should buy stuff from you ever again. That's and I'll tell everyone I know. Starting <laughs> now, all five people that are listening. But uh, but yeah, so so basically on there, the the whole thing people talk about uh, how to set themselves apart. Customer service is really the way to set yourself. It's the e- I think the easiest way to set yourself apart because it costs nothing. Uh, it's not a flashy new banner or ads on Facebook or even pictures. It's just it's just a matter of like being nice and helpful, and that shit goes a lot farther. Because I mean, again, go to a go to a show and look at how many vendors don't talk to customers. Don't say hi. That's the number one thing I'll do. The number one thing you can do, the easiest thing you can do as a vendor at any show without having to really sell is look at that person and ask them how they're doing because that opens up a dialogue. A lot of customers will just keep walking by, but the moment you say, how are you doing? Right. Then if they have a question, they feel like they can ask that question and then you can help them. Right. And that's, that's a super easy thing to do. You don't have to be the most outgoing person, just look at them, smile and say, how are you doing today? Now, if you want to sell more, do a little more, but that is the bare minimum you can do. Sorry. I had to come. Yeah. Even outside of, uh, when you're talking about like a breeder, go on, Sam. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) It's like kind of went over, but I was saying, uh, when, if you're a breeder, like right now, the crested geckos are, are slow, at least for me, because I focus on like the high end stuff. So you kind of got to pull back a little bit and focus on one, your projects, um, really decide on, you know, what you want to breed for the future. So you don't have a plethora of animals that you're having to feed and house and work on your systems. So make it more efficient in care and cleaning and, your enclosures. And so I think a lot of that is like when you have the quote downtime, it's slow. Your animals are still going to be there. So work on efficiency and quality. So breed quality and, and uh, upgrade your, your system, your enclosures, stuff like that. So you 
kind of focus more on the internal stuff while keeping, you know, you need to do the social media and customer service and all that, but the, it's kind of the both sides of the story when it comes to the breeding part. Oh, it's DNT. Okay. Go ahead, Sam. No, I was just, I was and to what you were saying, James, where, you know, if you want to sell more, do more, you know, as far as talking to people, but very honestly, and again, I'm an, I'm, somewhat of an outsider to to the reptile hobby but i've been around it long enough to to see it and going to the shows with y'all you don't have to go overboard with it to be the one to, the one honestly the one that stands out as that guy who talked to me or that lady who you know gave me some information um and and again i, I again i'm an old school retail guy and i did it for a long time and and manage big stores um, it's, it's amazing if you can get one person in your store to really want to talk to people Yeah, and it doesn't have to be these long drawn outs. It's just a little bit of empathy and it, it doesn't have to be real. James used to accuse me all the time of having my fake customer service voice. It is uh, true. It, you know, it, it, again, it doesn't have to be, but again, you're running a business and I, I think to me, that's what. I think some folks in any hobby, not just reptiles, but in any hobby, people that are trying to make a living in that hobby sometimes forget they're actually running a business. They're not running a hobby. <laughs> and uh, and show if that's selling, how you feed your family, yeah. it's, it's worth it. Yeah, if you're in a show selling animals, you're, you're still running a business. No yeah. matter if it's just yeah. a hobby business, a side business, it's still a business. Yeah, if you're trying to sell them, if it's not a business, you would stay home with all your animals and just be happy. And it doesn't have and to. And they wouldn't have to talk to people. <laughs> exactly. You know, and look, there's tons of people out there that breed and then they just wholesale their animals off because they don't want to do the talking to people. But I like it. And talking about having something to give them, I I've made. I'm. I, there are a lot of bad care sheets out there, and I don't think care sheets are the best thing because a lot of people take the care sheet and then they it becomes their bible for how to take care of that animal. And, and, and that's not always the best way because there's a ton of ways to take care of an animal. But I do provide a care sheet with all of my different species that I produce because I at least want to give them a starting point. I've talked to them and they get home and they forget what I said. At least it's on there. But what's also on there is my email. So they can shoot me an email. Um, but I made this because I want them to have something to go home. Because if you just give them an animal and send them on their way, then you're like, all right, you're feeding them to the Go see what the internet says. She blocked me. <laughs> Because you want to kill horses? Yeah, apparently. Stop trying to kill horses, Robert. I mean, I ate horse meat in France once. I'm all, for, I'm all for eating horse meat. But I also grew up with horses on a ranch, so. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I think I think setting yourself apart is really not that hard because, again, there are a lot of people that are really bad at selling whatever their product is at a reptile show. And, again, maybe if some people at it different than just selling, but building the hobby or, you know, or, or – or in, in, uh, whatever word you want to use, but you know, in, increasing the, the membership, so to speak, of the hobby, and that makes the hobby stronger. And it, and it uh, to, not to change the subject, but it helps you with all kinds of all all these legal things that are going on right now. Yeah, yeah, you've definitely got to put a bright, just a a uh, a good side to everything in our hobby as well, because of all the all the negative legal stuff that does happen. Well, and just more people in the hobby is a better, uh, you know, is, is, people is, is how you, you stop all the bad uh, stuff from happening in the, in the legal world. And you need people in the hobby. 
I don't, I don't know where I, I've heard the stat several times. So I'm not saying it's hundred percent true, but that read the number of reptiles in households has overcome the number of dogs and cats in households in the United States. I don't believe that. I've heard, I've heard it several times. Now I do wonder if they're counting the number of reptiles versus households, because like I own a hundred and something snakes. True. Right. And you know, Ashley yeah. owns a ton of lizards. So like, I think there probably are more, <laughs> more reptiles. You don't have a hundred dogs. You have 80 dogs in your house. Yeah. So, like it smells in here. With over 9 million reptiles kept as pets in the U.S. US alone. So 9 million reptiles. Let's, let's go to dogs now. Y'all keep talking. So yeah, I, I, I think that number may be skewed, but uh, you can kind of see that. I mean, there are a lot of, uh, when you go to like PetSmart, those areas have grown. 65.1 million U.S. households own at least one dog. So I'm going to go with that. There's more dogs than cats because I don't know where I've heard this. I've heard it multiple 65 times. 65 million dogs. I wonder what that number. It's got to be. Oh, here you go. This is right. Yeah, they're, they're probably by households, but not for animals. That's true. So, but I mean, it is growing. You There's can, a lot of people with reptiles. You can keep a lot of. Yeah. It's not a small number of people. Everybody like family and people who don't know anything about this hobby. You know, they they see our shop, they see what we're doing. They're like, there's this many people who need these things. And I'm like, we're but one it. teeny tiny company in a giant sea of people who make this stuff. Oh, this we're is itty bitty. So I'm like, the market is huge. Yeah. And like you said, you can have 80 reptiles like we have and two dogs are insanely a lot of work. Something, so, is, like, up, it, it, something is up with y'all's mics. I don't know why, but it's clicking for some reason. Okay. Yeah. So this is just households, obviously. 65.1 million dog, 46.5 million cats, 11 million freshwater fish, 6 million bird, 6.7 million small mammals, 6 million reptiles, hmm. 2 million horse, 2 million saltwater fish. Households. So, I mean, that, that doesn't take much because that would be 10 reptiles per household to put you at 60 million. Yeah, and that's so, easy enough to do. Yeah, I guess that could be pretty accurate. So there's more reptiles, just not households with reptiles. Right. But yeah. But that doesn't help us when it comes to passing legislation and stuff because that's no. still one-tenth of the amount of people that own. But you you definitely see the difference, the swing in the hobby. So look, go, go to a reptile show. And this weekend we saw a lot of um, very interesting people. Uh, and you definitely see those people that you – expect to see at a reptile show sure the people that are monochromatic when it comes to their clothes color it's all black um and, and lots of holes and piercings you see a lot of that but you're seeing a lot of very suburban type families coming in and buying their first whatever and actually being interested in getting not a dog or cat uh and those are the ones i don't say we need to not help the uh the weirdos and i can say weirdos because we're weirdos but you need to really try and push those, the normies, the normies are the ones that are going to help us. Cause that, that mom that has her little kid and wants to buy a bearded dragon is the one that's going to help with legislation issues. Um, and the problem is you'll see a lot of people, a lot of, uh, breeders or vendors will, will kind of ignore some people cause they, they don't want to put the time into cultivating that whole thing and, and getting that one, kid and that family and that parent to be, yeah, we should get that. One of my family members became a reptile owner this weekend. Oh, really? I'm a little bitter about it because they went to Petco and bought a fucking bearded dragon in a glass <laughs> tank. And I'm like, you know what I do, right? Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> and yesterday her daughter had it in the backyard on the swing, pushing it in the swing. And it's, 
and I'm like, hey, uh, stop. Look, I'm not trying to get in your business because it's just obvious she loves that thing, but that is horrible. That thing, the beard was totally black, and I'm like, and it can't be that big. It's from P- PetSmart. Yeah, it, little. It's yeah. it's, it's, it's probably your. Yes, yeah, so just um, a hawk flies down, takes it off the swing. See how that beard, because yeah. they were they were in the video going, "Look how black its beard is," and I'm like, "That's not a good thing." <laughs> I said, "That is a sign of stress oh. and anger." Um, so she's like, "Well, would you mind coming yeah. over and maybe walking us through?" And I'm like, "I want to tell her you know, buy shit for me, but yeah, you're my cousin." You also want to tell him like, "Why did the you, animal to be good? Why didn't you ask me shit before right. you got this thing?" You it was one of those. About. It was an impulse buy. Uh. They were out shopping and they went into PetSmart to get dog food and. They had a sale on Bearded Dragons. They got it for like 30 bucks. And she's like, I didn't think that the cage would cost that much. And <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. That's, that's why they're a horrible beginner pet is the, the setup for a bearded is ridiculous and people don't want to pay it. Right. And luckily her boyfriend makes they're good money. Expensive animals. Yes. Yeah. But, you know, it has UV and it has, um, you know, they showed me everything they got. Speaking of UV, if anybody, wants to, Sam and Max. If anybody wants to say 15% on their VivTech products, use code GUMBO22. Just throwing that out there. Mm-hmm. Got to keep plugging that. <clears throat> ah. It was Sam. He's gone. So, oh, no. What did I do? There we go. Uh, all right. I want to run to our other question real quick. Our other question was, what is the most unique or coolest animal you have found while herping? And uh, <laughs> Paul Byfield's answer was his ex-wife. <laughs> I don't think he found her while herping. I don't think it was all herping. Not herpes. Herping. <laughs> yeah. Paul. Herping. Uh, Robert, you want to tell yours? Cause yours is pretty cool. Mine was a Texas tortoise. Yes. Here. Yeah. Outside of their range. Yeah. In, you know, Brazoria County, Texas went on a, Hey, I think I have a sulcata tortoise in my yard and send me a picture. And I'm like, that's not a sulcata. <laughs> well, this one was dead in the ditch a couple weeks ago and it was another Texas tortoise. Um, I think we talked about it on here, but so I went and got it and he stayed with me for a few days and then it was going to be like two weeks before Texas Parks and Wildlife could get the rescue lined up to take him and I was going to be going to show. So Megan, our friend Megan took him, which she was, she came over to see him and I'd sent her a message. and was like, Hey, bring a tub with you. And she, I, I think she did like a hundred miles an hour to my house. <laughs> um, so she took him home and then Gina with Gina's heart of gold ended up getting a baby that someone picked up because in South Texas, because they thought it was a baby red foot. Cause they do look, they do kind of look, kind of look like that. Um, so Megan ended up with two of them for a couple of days and then they went to a rescue in Angleton to be taken to South Texas to live on a big Texas tortoise rescue. It's such a shame that they're, I'm glad they're protected, Yeah, but man, they are like the perfect pet tortoise for anybody in this area to own. Yeah. It's like a box turtle sized tortoise that could live outside Mm -hmm. here. And, but, um, it's really weird that in the middle of it, this was in the middle of town that there was two Texas tortoises found in the same yard. And that yard backs up to like 4,000 acres of what was cow pasture, but just got cleared like a month ago hmm. to be a subdivision. So, and that, that, this, that area is kind of the transition from the Brazos river bottoms to more prairie. And, you know, they like that sandy loamy soil like we have in South Texas. Yeah. And there's a lot of those high sand knolls out there. And I just wonder if maybe there was a small population, a small population of them living out there. And they've been disturbed now because of the, of uh, the clearing, because had they known those were out there, they would not have let them clear that land. Yeah. No way they would have let them clear that land, but it's too late now. That it's sucks. Gone. There's actually houses already being built out there. But uh, yeah, that was cool. Corey Martin's was pretty neat. <clears throat> yeah. Hers was a beaded lizard. Yeah. So. She got an awesome picture of a beaded lizard. Max Hicks was a ball python. Yeah. I mean, both in Africa. Ball, it, was, it was an actual 
ball python in Africa. But then he also posted a picture of the mamba up in a tree. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. The first mamba found in that country. Yeah. I guess. First one. Documented. First one. Yeah. Documented on, on camera. Mm-hmm. Joshua Stover posted a picture of a five legged toad. It's got a leg growing out of its like throat. Like, well, it's kind of grown out of the top of its other leg. Yeah. It's uh something happened during a, during formation there. Russell had a five legged, uh, little Savannah monitor. Yeah. At the college station show. I remember that. Uh, Todd Mills said the vipers of South Carolina are great, but he always loves finding hog noses. So that'd be vipers, be uh, your rattlesnakes there and your cotton mouths and your, uh, they have cotton mouths there? I'm sure they got cotton mouths. Probably. Copperheads. Uh, Lewis, or this isn't Lewis. This was Lizzie. This is Little Shop of Horrors, but not Lewis. Uh, said they posted a picture of a ribbon snake eating a frog ass first. Yep. That would be very interesting to find. Uh, let's see. Mine would probably be, mine's probably finding the same coach whip twice. Found it, caught it, took pictures, brought it to school to show it because it was during college. Went back, released it in that area, and then like a few weeks later, went back, found the exact same one because it had a big scar down its back, so it was obvious. It was easy I guess to I found the same blind snake two days in a row. Under the same that rock. was also on my list was finding that blind snake just because yeah. I'd never seen one. Because I found me, Russell and I found it one day, and then we, you went with us the next day, and I was like, "There's gonna be a blind snake under that rock." And we flipped it over, and it was still there. That was that was a cool find. Yeah, because I'd never seen a blind snake, and it's it's a weird ass <clears throat> little worm. Yep. Um. I found a, like a breeding pair of Southern hog nose once. I wonder how much those, how often those get eaten by the Texas Browns. Blind uh, snakes? Because, I bet a lot. Because we were finding a lot of those tarantulas. Or say, even by the tarantulas. I bet the tarantulas. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. By the, 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 oh, they don't have brown snakes. I bet decays would also eat them too. Maybe. So, what's the coolest thing y'all found? I like the little water snakes. Dude, I was going to say greedy water snakes. Watching so these itty bitty little animals try and <laughs> swallow giant sunfish is the great. They're bashing their heads against the rocks. They're just shoving and shoving and shoving. And I'm like, we'll be out there an hour and a half or something. And if he's still working on the same fish, will not give up. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, you walk by another one and all you see is they'd come out of the water. As soon as they see you, and they just disappear. <laughs> and then they come right back up. Like, Good yeah. God, they're still there. And yeah. it just goes on all night. Well, well I, I thought they're determined. Too. Yeah. Well, a lot of people probably don't know that you guys went fishing uh, every single day last year, right? And did y'all make every single day? We made all but four because we were doing like cross country and, and closer yeah. delivery stuff. Yeah. All, but, all but four. But then we ended up. This year we fished, I think, half of the year. Yeah, we've fished, almost yeah. probably four months or so, almost every day. So it's been yeah bananas. But this is fun to see the snakes. You'll say see, see see them go by, and I caught one one time, and a guy was like, "I thought you had a fish." He's like, "You got a snake? You get away from me!" <laughs> yeah, all the guys, did, you know, kill yeah, him and look out, time. look out. Now she's over there carrying one around. They're looking at me like, "What is your wife doing?" I'm like, "Just leave her alone." I, one of the coolest things I've ever found was a buttermilk racer. Cause I, had, so I live, when I lived in Louisiana. I had seen pictures of buttermilk racers in books, but it was always like illustrated pictures and they're blue. And I'm like, that's not fucking true. There's no way it's blue snake. And then pulling into my driveway one day, I lived off a highway and pulling right into my driveway, right there, like next to the, um, the culvert underneath my driveway, this beautiful dark blue with white spots, buttermilk racer just coiled up. And I reached out and just picked it up and it didn't try to bite. Didn't try to run. One of the coolest looking snakes to yeah, see in awesome. person. Uh, and then also while I was in Central Louisiana, I found a population of buttermilk racers that were brown. 
I found one of those in a while. That was really cool. Yeah, there's some ugly ones over there. Yeah, they are. They are. Well, remember the one my buddy sent me Saturday from up in Montgomery? Oh, yeah. It was like almost white. It had yeah. so many spots. He said, what is this? It's eating a frog. Uh, he said, it, I couldn't believe how fast it, because it was eating like a leopard frog. Yeah. He goes, that thing jumped like 20 feet and the snake still caught it. I said, yeah, they're, they're, <laughs> they're fast. fucking fast. Wow. Um, uh, yeah. What you, t- what you do, Stephen, when she's carrying that snake and the guys are freaking out is pull a picture out of her carrying one of her big monitors around and say, well, that's nothing compared to this. Then they'd really shit themselves. Yeah, it reminds oh. me. Yeah, she'll take, she's got that big black dragon and she'll take him out in the front yard and he's just kind of stomping around with his little leash and harness and people drive by and stop and they have to ask him what it is. And it's is it like, a Komodo dragon? Almost, you get, yeah, you get that or just iguana. Yeah, that's a good one. Somebody else said, what's his name? That was funny. Uh, yeah, we're the weird neighbor. Walk our snakes. Yep. Jason asked how the Vivtech uh, bulb is doing in the chameleon cage. It's doing well. Yeah. Uh, he's still healthy and he's eating and he's he looks basking, good. He's basking right now. Yeah. He's got two. He's got two UV bulbs. He's got one that's higher up so he can get like closer to it, and one that's farther away from his purchase so he can be a little bit farther away so he can adjust how close he wants to be to the UV light. I think he's just getting heat right now. He's right under yeah. his bulb right now. If he turns sideways. He'll turn sideways underneath there and then spread himself out and soak up heat. Uh, I just fed him yesterday, which is why that bowl is knocked down because he ate everything out of it. But uh, so far, the VivTech's doing well. I, I have several animals on them and I have nothing negative. And y'all sell VivTech too, right? Or y'all put them in cages? Mm-hmm. No, uh, we're just uh, on the UVB stuff. We have just the Arcadia stuff. We don't have a. Gross. We haven't done a whole lot of the the VivTech stuff, just because usually, you know, in a taller enclosure like that or a screen top, it's much easier. Uh, but when you're doing a smaller unit, it, it's a little more difficult to figure out where you want that bulb in there. So yeah. we don't have a ton of experience with them. So we, we're using what we, I mean, an inline bulb is pretty easy for us. It's a line. You kind of get where everything's going, but yeah. it gets a little more complicated when you've got something that's, you know, spherical, basically. So I'm still waiting. I'm still waiting for Ryan to get me some some linear bulbs and stuff. Uh-huh. It's coming at some hey, point. I hope these things work out. That's, I mean, that's a, yeah, a the cool inline, technology. The T5 size is just, it's great. It's, you can fit it in a lot of different applications. Yeah. As I'm, I know they're working on it, and as soon as it happens, because Robert and I have talked about some ideas with it, and I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm ready for it. But so far, I like them. The one thing I do like about the Viv- VivTech bulbs is they are small, so they can fit in like a little mini, almost a mini dome. Like mm-hmm. They are a small bulb, but uh, they're the regular size base. Which yeah, regular size base. You don't have to buy a special. I don't think that tiny little base thing lasted very long because they don't see those anymore. The the you don't see also yeah, it's the, like whatever E twenty six or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, and the, socket style the little yeah the little um halogen bulbs because i still i have one and i have to go to like lowe's to replace every time a little halogen bulb blows because that's the only place i can really find that little thing yeah those old school the, just like the little things yes they get hot though yeah. man those little things the little my uromastics is the only one that really gets it because it will get really really hot and i just need something that will get super hot in a small area but oh so anyways uh Let's talk about some stuff going on in the hobby lately. Uh, let's talk about my neighborhood. Oh, let's talk about your neighborhood. That was great. All right. Go ahead. Tell you us. You guys will have to indulge me for a minute. So Saturday night, after we'd been at the show all day, I'm laying in bed, like 10 o'clock, trying to go to sleep, and this post pops up. <laughs> I ended up not going to sleep till like 1, because this got really fun. All right. I'm going to read it. It's a little bit long, but it's worth it. I need to make people aware in our subdivision, I live on the corner of a Tassadero and Old Presidio Drive. She didn't even spell her street name right. <laughs> 
40 minutes ago, my husband heard some noise in the front, so he opened the door to see what was going on and saw two dogs and two full-grown bears in the street. He closed the door, freaking out from what he just saw, and went and got his gun, sent back to the, I think it's been, went back to the door to look out the peephole, and the two bears were standing right up again on our front door. He thought for a minute he was going to have to shoot through the door. Please watch yourself and your kids and pets. I never in a million years would have thought we would have bears in our neighborhood. Mind you, every sentence has got an exclamation point after it. So I'm probably not putting the right emphasis on this. And fast as My husband level. has called the police department. They're coming out now. But he said when he looked again, they were walking toward the end of the road, heading towards 288, which is the freeway next to us. Please, please be aware. And I'm like, no fucking way. This is serious. So there's a couple of things there. First, before the natural range of black bears... Is not within, I mean, the closest I found in my naturalist of one male bear dispersed sighting in East Texas was over 300 miles from here, which means he was probably over 100 miles from his really his range. Yeah. Well, because I'll give you, so as someone who lives in Louisiana, I know that uh, they re, they basically repopulated the black bear population in Louisiana in three places. Yeah. And then they've grown. And one of them, they, uh, they said, fuck it, because the bears kept getting into like people's garbage yeah. and they were basically living off of people's trash and they were very unhealthy. And wildlife fishers, like, all right, if that population survives, they survive. If not, fuck it, we're leaving these little meth bears to themselves. And they focus on the other two. So they weren't even overly common in Louisiana that much. Well, and if you go look at the iNaturalist sightings in Louisiana, it's like, down one of the rivers in Louisiana, it like follows the corridor. Yeah. Uh, and then there's some like in far West Louisiana or East Louisiana. Yes. Um, so I'll start looking at the comments and cause James was getting a play by play as this was happening. <laughs> um, she's 100% serious. Oh yeah. 100% mad yelling at us because we don't believe her because her husband wouldn't make that up. <laughs> two dogs and two bears. That's Mind all you, she was at home. I don't know if you noticed in the, um, Things she said, I'm house sitting. So, and then I had someone on there start telling me about, haven't you ever heard of the Mexican black bears? They've come across the border. It's perfectly plausible that they could be here. And I'm like, yeah, in the Trans-Pecos region, that that's like 550 miles from here. And then they're like, I love proving a know-it-all wrong. And they post this link to an article of a bear sighted south of Houston. So I click on the article because I'm like, no fucking way. Houston... Tennessee in the Smoky Mountains. <laughs> and I'm like, there's no way this is, this is so easy. I mean, and then they posted another one. Here's another one, Mr. Know-it-all. And I'm like, you're not very good at this. <laughs> um, so then I went to bed when I woke up the next morning, the lady had commented on my comments about, you know, I tried to give some factual information. I was very nice about it. And she's like, my husband wouldn't make this up and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, well, you asked for it. I said, well, there's there's a couple of options here. I think your husband played a joke on you, not expecting you to make a complete and total fool of yourself on Facebook. And now he's scared to tell you the truth. Because mind you, where they live is in the middle of a neighborhood of about 2,000 houses. Yeah, a very nobody, busy neighborhood. Nobody else saw them. Nobody has video of them. I, I said, let's just apply. I said, let's, let's apply Occam's razor to this. It, the, the simplest explanation is generally correct. That's not truly what Occam's razor says, but and they just refuse to believe she's still posting about it. somebody has now created a Facebook account called the Manville bear. <laughs> the police did come out. Our mayor has posted about, Hey, yes, the police were out looking for bears in this neighborhood. So let me ask you as a cop, 
I figured this goes, this goes one of two I ways. I loved this, that call. So this call comes in, and either A, someone's like, oh, yeah, I fucking want this call. Yes. Or B, someone's like, all right, new guy gets it. <sighs> okay, so I've had this call, sort of. We had a lady that thought she had cobras in her house. <laughs> and they're like, Robert, you're the snake guy. Go out there. I was brand new. And I wasn't into snakes like I am now, but I would I wasn't scared of snakes. I would relocate them and stuff. I'd go get them out of garages. Um, I'm like, all right. So I go out there and I'm looking at the call history. And in like five year period, we had been out there like 15 times for Cobras in her house. And it was always, we told her there's no Cobras in her house. Uh, police lingo, UTL, uh, you know, we're 10, eight, blah, whatever. I'm like, I have my FT. I was still in training. So I have my FTO with me. And I said, James, this is his name is James. Also, we're going to, we're going to put a stop to this, man. He's like, all right, what are we going to do? So we went to the dollar store and we bought some cheap um, pillowcases and uh, I bought some socks, like some tube socks, and I put them inside my vest where you couldn't see them. And I told (laughs) we got there and we said, all right, ma'am, we see that you've called a lot and nobody's ever believed you. We're the snake experts. We're going to go back there and we're going to find these cobras in your bedroom. Thanks. Thank you. You could tell she was not all there. (laughs) Thank you so much. I've been trying to get help. I've even called the FBI, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, good Lord. So we go back and I like pick her bed up and stand it up against the wall and like making all this noise back there. Well, I get to take the tube socks out and throw them in the bag and walk out like doing like this. I got them. I got them. You'll never have to deal with them again. We never got a call from her again. Never. I worked there 12 years. We never got a call from her again. So, so yeah, I've had that call. Um, I don't think this lady's crazy. I think she's just dumb. Well, so Paul said you know, $100 that they saw hogs. I don't think so, Paul, because no. it's in the middle of a neighborhood and no one else saw them. It's no. not like she it's lived dogs. backed up to a field or something. Yeah. Like, it's the middle of a very busy neighborhood. Yeah, and we have, we've had pigs around here, but they've cleared all the woods around us. Yeah, the deer yeah. aren't even here anymore, hardly. I saw one deer today. In the middle of the day, standing I, out in the sun. I felt so bad for these deer. They are losing so much of the like, um, little corridors here and there. No, I don't think her husband saw anything. I think her husband played a joke on her. And she, not realizing that she'd go make this fucking post in the neighborhood group. But now every... So I'm like... I guess I saw it before I went to bed because I ordered dinner. So I put it... Uh, I put a, a post, a comment, and I was like, just got my whole all brothers off the front porch. No bears. <laughs> and then, like, the next morning, I was like, walked out to my truck. No bears. And uh, so everybody's, like, commenting. Took trash out. No bears. And there's probably 100 comments of people <laughs> reporting no bears. But every, every fucking post in our neighborhood group now is about bears. Um, so, yeah, it's been uh, it's been interesting in our neighborhood. But she's still convinced. Uh, she's she's left the neighborhood group now. Because I still think that if she saw two black bears, she just saw two older black bald gentlemen. Oh, oh yeah, two older black bald gentlemen yeah. uh, in their front yard. Yeah, and they were bears. I mean, my neighbors were having a party at the time. They had like <laughs> fifty people in their backyard having a sixtieth birthday party, and uh, I was like, should I go alert them to the bears? <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's somebody has superimposed. <laughs> Holy shit! Look, it's Yogi and Boo Boo on top of our our <laughs> waterfall in front of the neighborhood. Fucking great! <laughs> somebody photoshopped Yogi and Boo Boo on top. We have a big waterfall with a big sign in the front of the neighborhood. Um, and wow, that's awesome, guys! This is getting really serious. If you look through, I was looking through my photos and never noticed. If you zoom in clearly, you can see I saw two bears. <laughs> oh, oh too much fun with fucking them. people are stupid. 
So someone don't leave out. Don't leave out your picnic baskets. Picnic. So your picnic, picnic baskets. baskets. Yep. Um, fucking idiots. People are asking, thinking to make our property values go down so we don't pay so much in taxes. Well, I also love that. Then I love. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. God. <laughs> Everybody starts seeing bears. We all saw bears. <laughs> yeah. This place is dangerous. <laughs> Well, somebody's car got stolen that night. People are coming as by the bears. Fucking bears. That's how they got here. They probably came in because they found a stolen car in the neighborhood. And then like a block away, someone's car got stolen. That's it. And they were like, somebody's like that. Hey, I, we don't even need the cops. Fucking bears. Yep. Your cars are not safe now because of bears. Yeah, bears made a soup kitchen in a car. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, I just people and nature. They're, I want to say ignorance, but I just feel like in 2023 with as much information as that you can't keep blaming ignorance at some point at some point it's just stupidity because you have the ability to fix that ignorance and people just don't so like our, our friend megan had someone complain about uh saying that the alligators in south texas in this area got here after the hurricane after hurricane uh ike harvey harvey in 2017 so we just got alligators just, here in 2017 just got alligators in in, in southeast texas then Six years ago. Like Sharknado with legs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't forget the, on it. <laughs> forget the millions of years of evolution that put them here. That didn't happen. Uh, they were dropped off here during the last hurricane. One of my friends just had a baby and named the baby Kalahari. Fuck your friend. What the fuck? Are they white? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Fucking white people. Kalahari. Again, this is why I feel that every hospital should have a naming uh, committee. And you must run your name by that committee before they allow you to take your child out of the hospital. And if it's something done, they should really like hit you over the head with like a like a soft bat. Yeah. Or something. You, you don't get your kid until no. they, you don't get your kid until they have a a, a feasible name, a name okay. that at thirty they don't have to come fucking uh, explain to somebody. There it is. How someone stole our truck out of our driveway. Blah blah blah. And bears. Like, it's probably the bears. It's bears. <laughs> or the uh, folks around here that they just everybody gets so upset with nature being in their nature around here. Monday morning, the splash pad was on at 3 a.m. And somebody said, it's probably the bears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. stupid people. Uh, anyway, so the hobby right now, let's go into some of the, we'll go into some of the drama in the hobby. Uh, th- there are several new online selling platforms that are starting to pop up now. Mm-hmm. Uh, counted four already. Don't ask me the names of any of them because um, I don't know them. But I keep seeing them pop up in mainly ball python groups. Uh, but there are a lot of them popping up now. Uh, I think it's very interesting to see how many will still be here in a year. In a year, uh, there's obviously one main one. There's Morph Market, and it has done very well. And it's gonna be very hard to to overtake Morph Market again. I, I compare Morph Market to kind of like Walmart. You, you don't have to like them to still shop there. I don't have to like some of the stuff that Morph Market does to still understand that it's still a a pretty good place for me to sell shit or buy shit. Uh, but man. Some of the things I saw, I saw uh, for about 30 minutes, there was a post that said Morph Market was going to have its first sale uh, like starting next week or whatever. I need people to think that through. In order for the Morph Market to have a sale, the breeders on Morph Market would have to agree oh, to put their the animals breeders on sale. thought it through. Would have to put it on sale. Uh, yeah, the, the comments and then that, that, like many other posts by that person, gets taken down very quickly because they realize how stupid it is. But uh, yeah, that was one thing I saw over the weekend. I was like, what the fuck is that? I'm... I'm, if I put something on Morph Market, I'm not putting it on sale. Is it the price that I want to sell it at? Yeah, it's for sale, not on yeah, sale. Yeah, it's for sale, not on sale. Um, so it's just interesting to watch all these little platforms pop up uh, and see where that goes. 
Uh, I don't think it'll hurt the business. It hurt the hobby to have them. Uh, the more places you can post your animals, the better. Uh, but the problem is, if they all charge, it's going to be hard to afford to put them on all those platforms if you're not selling on all those platforms, right? Yeah. So that's just some of the drama that I saw floating around. And then uh, it's fun following the retake people because the retake people are losing their shit right now too over the last month and a half. So that's been fun drama. Crusty people aren't. Are y'all? Are y'all losing? Losing your shit over Krusty's, Ashley? <laughs> like losing what? Um, is the okay? It's freezing. Sorry, it's oh. like the screen froze. Uh, Krusty's. Uh, it's been pretty slow, uh, honestly. But I mean, I, yeah, I don't think there's a lot of drama in that. In yeah, you know, that's spectrum. mostly yeah. I'm <clears> like. A lot of the crested people have their own websites, so we don't really need to. I, I'm fine with just selling from my website or doing it old school. But you're Facebook also selling style. higher end crusteds. Uh, Robert mm-hmm. and I had a, a conversation this weekend uh, because if you go to a show right now, it is at least 50% ball python and crested geckos. More than that, but yeah, ball python are the snake and the crested gecko has become the lizard version of the ball python as far as how many people jump into it. And, uh, and I was telling our friend, Brittany Reed, and I didn't mean this and aimed at her because I know how long she's been in it. And I don't mean this aimed at Ashley because I know how long she's been in it. But if you look at Crested Geckos, it's like it's like middle-aged women found their one little niche they could join the hobby. And God, they exploded. <laughs> it's just tons of middle-aged well, women. one lady this weekend that had two display cases. One was nothing but Lily Whites. And the cheapest one, I think she had $1,500 on. Yeah. Like, people weren't even stopping to talk. No, because they could get them across the show for. Well, I don't go to shows. Yeah, yeah. I have the same. I do lilies and exanthics, and I'm like, it's not even worth it to go to a show. Right, uh, but then the people across but from yes. us that had, you know, pet grade, you know, they sold out. Fifteenth, they sold out Saturday and didn't even come Sunday. But yeah, I don't know. I have never seen that lady before at a show. Uh, it was a nice looking setup. It was a great looking setup. I didn't like that the the displays had the orange, orange. in them because it kind of threw the color off of the geckos. It does. It brings you it brings your eyes to their display, but then it messes up the animal color, yeah. and that is kind of an issue. Yeah. Uh, let me just double check with you, Ashley Lily White. That is an incomplete dominant trait. I believe so. Well, yeah. They so the super form is the leucistic that's non viable. Yeah. So yeah. that so the the thing is you you can't sell a Lily White at this point in the hobby at fifteen hundred dollars. Because they were so easy yeah. to make that they have flooded the hobby. Because everybody's like, oh, look, we have this genetic thing. And, and, and Crested's finally that's not, you know, polymorphic. And people bred a shit well, ton of them. I guess one of the things, if you want to talk about drama, is uh, the lineage in Crested Geckos. So, you know, like ball pythons, they don't have a lineage. Yeah. They just, they breed a, a snake to a snake and you get a snake. Uh, but with the crested geckos, especially in the like higher end stuff, like everybody wants lineage. So that's kind of one of the joke points, but it's also got some truth in it too, that breeders say it's not the tire kickers and crested geckos. It's the people asking for lineage. Do you have lineage? <laughs> and they're like, no, you can, I have like, here's what the dad was and the, what the mom was. And they're like, well, what's a grandparent and the great grandparent. They were lizards. I, I do see merit. I keep up with it. So I'm, I can I can rib myself in the in the in the ribs, elbow myself in the ribs because it is kind of funny. But yeah, I guess that's one of the big beefs and crested geckos is like, oh, they're asking for lineage or whatever. But I keep up with it just because it's one of the things I have my own not lines but long time breeding projects and I like to have it anyway. But if an animal doesn't have lineage, I don't necessarily balk at it. 
But if it does have lineage, uh, you can ask more, and some you'll usually get it. But people, a lot of times at shows, they don't care. They just want a good-looking gecko. So you don't want, you know, like, you don't need one from Cresty King, Sunset, and Vine, or whatever. You just want a good-looking gecko that you want to pair with your other good-looking gecko. So it's it really, I suppose the gecko market, I'm like, if you you put yourself in the right position, like you're going to have your own little market there, but it is very competitive, especially for like the pet quality kind of crested geckos. They're all, I mean, you can get them at PetSmart. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I, I go to a show and I just wonder how ball Python and crested gecko people expect to sell stuff. Like you're, you're, it's so diluted. So let's go back to, how you set yourself as what you do during the slow times. You need to find a way to set yourself apart from everybody else. So like in Ashley, your case, you're definitely doing higher end crested. So a show isn't always the best for you because let's face it. Not a lot of people are buying higher end creseds at some of the local shows around here. So you, you can sell online pretty easily and that stuff will sell. Cause there's people out there looking for higher end stuff. But if someone's out there breeding the set, like Lily White's breeding, Lily whites, like every other person who's breeding lily whites, and they're all, you're probably going to sell two or so at a show, and they're going to sell two, and then they're going to sell two, and the other person will sell two. And yeah, you all sold like maybe $5,000 in geckos together, but <clears throat> you don't, you haven't set yourself, a, you haven't done anything separate to bring people to just you, which is why I think a lot of people need to look at some of these other species out there, things that they, that they may actually like and enjoy, but they just don't do because they're like, I don't know. Look, if you want to breed, $50 crested geckos for the rest of your life because you enjoy it, do it. I don't give a shit about that. But don't be the person that complains at the end of a show you didn't make any money. Well, another friend of mine was there this weekend that breeds high-end ball pythons, and I talked to him Sunday morning and said, how'd you do yesterday? He goes, I didn't sell anything. He's like, but the cheapest thing on my table is $550. And the people next to us, our friends that sold a bunch of $100 snakes. Yeah. Um, but that's where we're at right now. I think it shows, if it's not a breeder show... You're not selling breeder animals to people that are buying pets. Right. You're just not. I mean, you will have the occasional person that'll walk up and be like, I want that snake and buy a $3,000 snake because they can. And it's something that they want. And I watched an attorney do that because he was setting up a big enclosure in his, in his uh, foyer of his office. And he bought, I don't remember what it was. It was like three grand. He bought from Don Shores a couple shows ago. Yeah. And he just walked around until something caught his eye. He didn't well, care how much it was. I wish I'd have thought about it, but I, I ended up bringing my boas on Sunday, and I wish I'd had them there on Saturday. But there were like no other boas there. So if I go to a show and bring boas, I have a better chance of selling more snakes than someone else because I've got something different. Like find something different. If you're going to go to shows, be different. Don't keep selling the same brown or slightly lighter brown fucking ball python as everyone else and wonder why ah shows are bad yeah well you went to a show with 50 ball python breeders you all have the exact same morph on your table and you're wondering why five people sold one and you weren't one of the five right it's just business like it's if you're if you're if you're out there trying to make money off of them you gotta find a different way and like i told you i like boas over ball pythons i get a boa and i get a higher in boa more genes and get 15 to 20 babies out of it Whereas you have to get five eggs out of a ball python and have to have several of them. I can do it with less snakes. Yeah. And se be separated from everybody else at the show because they don't have them. Right. Yeah. I didn't. There was like two boas at the show this weekend. Yeah. 
And like our friend Corey Martin is getting into some really awesome dwarf monitor species. That shit's not at shows. Yeah. She's got some really cool stuff. And when they start reproducing. I love the Oh, I fucking love those. Those are my freaking favorite. The what are the leucistics? Oh, they're so cool. If I didn't have giant freaking <laughs> monitors, I'd have those. But she's gonna I don't say kill it, but she's definitely gonna do well at shows because no one else has that stuff. It's not yeah. Yeah. Or like David over at Eclectic Reptiles. He's got those awesome looking uh anoles that no one else Nulls. has at shows. Yep. So he sells one anole at five thousand dollars. It's a great show. Did you say Carl yet? Or Carl with the lychees. He's got, look, other people have lychees, but not everybody has Carl lychees. Right. Well, that's what, like, the same with the crested geckos. It's like, you got to know what the good structure is, you know, what, and also the lineage. I'm sure he has lineage and stuff. So when you buy from somebody like that, it's, you're getting something different. They put more effort into it and they, they know they're not lines, but they know they're, they're animals. And uh, that it makes a difference. That's part of separating is is having the structure and having the uh, having the large animals. You're not like breeding undersized undersized geckos, and so it all makes a difference. So it's that's that's why you say like, oh, it's his animals, not you know somebody else that sells lychees. That's yeah. what he's done for himself. You know, and and look, I've got lots of friends that sell ball pythons, but their tables don't stick out for me. And it's not anything against them, but. Let's face it, if you're not a ball python person who thinks that this one shade of brown is the shit, then it's not going to do anything for you when you're walking around a show. Like, But Split Rock, right? You go by and you see those black-headed pythons. No one else has a tower of black-headed or exanthic black-headed pythons. Right. Those are going to stick out. Oh, yeah. They were mm. cool. Marlington, yeah. You know, and if Jim sells one snake, that's a good weekend. Well, it's funny because Jim's so unassuming, too. Oh, yeah. Like, just, you know, kind of soft-spoken and such a nice, always smiling. And just make some. I can't wait to the those king snakes. King snakes. Oh man, his speckled king snakes are. I love mine. They're fucking amazing. Or look, even I'll give them go ball pythons. Right? If I needed, an, if I were going to buy one, and I'm not buying one, but if I were going to buy an ultra male, I'm going to him. Mm-hmm. I've seen pictures of other people's ultra male ball pythons. They don't look like his. So he does sell a common animal, but he sells a very very nice version. Of that animal that other people are trying to yes, he does to make. That's so. the difference. That's for yeah. Put the time into it, get good breeding stock. That's that's the perfect. And now this is the perfect time to do that. So if you're you're slow like the crested geckos are, that's what I'm doing. Is I'm looking at my animals and pairing the ones that that are quality that have you know I've bred over the years, and that's how you create your your brand basically. Yeah. yeah. You put the time and the effort and the quality into it. I know it sounds kind of, it's, it's a really simple equation, honestly, it's just put time, effort, quality, and it comes out in the end. Cause like everything it's, it's cyclical. So even if it's slow now, I mean, you can tweak your kind of your, your breeding, you can tweak, you know, what you're doing behind the scenes, maybe try to be more, more vocal on social media or go to shows and be more present and meet people. And I'm like, it all, it all comes out in the wash in the end. Well, and the problem, there's, there's two problems with that recipe. For, for success there. One is time. Oh, too many people are not patient enough. Um, and so to me, that tells me you're not really in the hobby for the right thing. Because I, I will wait years to try and get to what I want to get to. Right? Mm-hmm. And the other part... That's what it takes. Yeah. And the other part of that is quality, which a lot of times is going to mean money. It does not mean, let me search 
Craigslist until I find something that says it has the gene that I want. Look, I, I love jungle boas, uh, jungle and hypo, but it took me forever to find the male that I got. Um, and I passed on a lot of them before I got to it. You can definitely find a boa with jungle in it and it can look like absolute dog shit, but it's got the gene way to go. And you're going to produce animals that look like dog shit. Look, I just, I just produced a litter. I'm not going to bad. I'm going to have a bad mouth my own litter. The females of snow. She's not the prettiest snow. The male I bred her to is a very nice hypo jungle. Now I know het annery, not het albino, but a very nice version. <laughs> and I got a couple of babies out of that litter that look like him. They have the super clean background. And they look like him. Those aren't leaving my house. I will wait three, four, five years. Yeah, they till, look awesome. Till they are ready and continue yep. what I'm trying to do. Right. So you just, it just takes time to get there and people have got to, Find a project. Find something. You know, something. That's the positive side of lineage. You know, is you you've had your base of the animals. You know where they come from, and so you can make jokes about it. But it does matter. So you can say, oh, like this is as you build up your project. There, you'll be able to say, well, this was the sire, this was the dam, and you know, this is the the offspring, and this is what I paired it to. So I'm like, it's it matters. So you can you can laugh at it, but well, if and- you're actually trying to create something for the long run, then good to have when i joke all the time with with boas and with a lot of things albino hides ugly look i've seen a lot of snow and albino boas for selling i i have enough experience with looking at them when i go okay i get it it's a white and red snake or a white snake but if that snake had pigment in my eyes it would be a fucking ugly snake like it just you can tell by how the pattern kind of looks like there were some sun glows at the show this weekend there were three sun glows on a table and because they're bright white with bright red catch people's eyes but if you know what to look at you can go man if you don't produce albinos from that and you produce some normals from that they're gonna be kind of ugly because they didn't start with pretty animals to make that animal and you have to start you can't just go search for a gene you have to go search for a gene in an animal that looks the way you want your future animals to look mm-hmm. yep so again quality start with your base yeah. your foundation um but Anyways, that's my soapbox. But I do have boas for self. If anyone wants to go check them out, uh, go uh, check out Simply Serpents on Facebook. Yeah, I got some boas. I do need to fix a few. So that's another problem. Like- what? I was saying, I know you don't like the annery, but I think they're awesome. See, that's everybody loves them. It's everybody but me. <laughs> I was sitting there on Brittany hey, Reed's table. <laughs> well, they were sitting on Brittany Reed's table this weekend. She's like, I really love these anneries. Katie fucking loves them. Robert likes the darker ones. And I'm like... I'm glad it's the ones I'm selling because that's not the ones I like. Because <laughs> when we were like, I was like trying to figure out which ones to keep. I told Katie, I can tell you which ones I know are not staying. All the fucking anneries are gone. They're all getting sold. <laughs> um, but I do have to go fix. I, so I, in my pictures I took, I also kind of put a description of what they are. And the problem with some genes, and I'm sure this happens, especially in crested, because f- fuck, you can breed two crested together and get babies that look nothing like the, the parents. You have no idea. Yeah. Uh, so jungle and hypo and boas do some of the same stuff. And so when you start producing babies that are jungle hypos or hypos or jungles, and then you mix annery into it. And so like I have some that I, I realized this weekend after staring at them for a while are labeled off just by one gene. I got back to fix that, but it gets very tricky with certain genes when they don't, when it's not like this is albino, this is annery. Like those, those recessive genes are super easy. You get into this like uh, incomplete dominant genes that can range on a scale and then you put them together, that shit gets very confusing. Or you can get into crested yeah. where only like three things are genetic and everything else is polymorphic and nothing makes sense. 
Yeah, this it's getting sorted out now, but I mean, back when I started, like five six years ago, it was everybody's like, "Exanthic's not a real thing. It's not recessive. They don't have recessive genes." Now, obviously, they they have uh, like phantoms recessive. You've got it goes. I mean, the the list goes on, but it's just the development of how popular crested geckos get have gotten, uh, especially with the COVID stuff. I'm like, they're tiny. They only make two eggs at a time, which is kind of a bummer, but they do have a season. Um, but yeah, they've they've definitely put a lot more research into the, the cresteds, especially with like the, all the overseas stuff. Cresteds are, I'd say, more popular in Europe and Asia than they are here. So that's kind of helped uh, diversify, and a lot of the uh, a lot of the research is being done over in Korea, which is they they've got some phenomenal stuff. See, that that's cool. And I bet some of that stuff looks really neat. But then I go to a show and I see so many crested geckos that look exactly the same. It's, it's kind of like ball pythons. I mean, there's so many that like, I don't know what I'm looking at. It's just a tannish, yellowish lizard that's missing its tail. And it won't grow back because it's evolved stupid. They got frog butts, man. Stupid evolution. Lose tail and not grow it back. What kind of fucking lizard is that? We have a, we, we, we now have a crested gecko in our home. I have one in my home downstairs. Mm-hmm. And uh, the uh, the one thing that amazes me the most about them, brown? it's a yellowish gold color. Yeah, I don't know what mine looks like. <laughs> you haven't seen it? <laughs> I mean, I've seen it, but it well, didn't didn't impress me enough to remember it. My my daughter and future daughter in law gave it to my son for yeah now his birthday, and now it's his problem. He loves that thing. The problem that here's my other problem with this with the crested gecko as a species, as much as like ball pythons are boring, they just sit there. The behavior of a crested gecko is also fucking annoying. They just jump into space, <laughs> just into fucking space <laughs> with no thought of their life whatsoever. They won't jump nope. towards you. They just jump like they could be on top of a skyscraper. Like, oh, that seems like a good direction to go and yeet themselves <laughs> off the skyscraper. And I can yep. only figure oh, jump straight at me. They, yeah, we, <laughs> I get hammered all the time in the mornings. We do. That's when crested. So we two, both of us are at it two hours, at least two hours a day. So that's. Uh, in the morning, that's when we get up. First thing is, it's still dark out, so they're up because they're more nocturnal or crepuscular. Yeah. And uh, Stephen had one the other day. You know, we're working on separate tubs, cleaning them out, and one climbed up onto the like the edge. And I was like, he was set up to jump, like he's about to jump. And we're like, yeah, okay. And usually you can kind of like push him away, but this guy I knew was going to jump. He ended up jumping, and he did a cartwheel because he jumped so hard. He was <laughs> facing me, and he somehow jumped backwards and. And helicoptered away. It's like five forty-five in the morning. I'm trying to figure out what I'm looking at. I'm like, did he come at me? Did he go away? <laughs> did he bounce off? The then of course you hear the just the like every one of them makes just splat, and mm-hmm. then it's on. I can only figure evolutionary wise. They live in a very forested area, and just jumping out of a tree to not get eaten by a lychee, they hope to hit a branch, a stick, or a leaf for something on the way down. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, lose the fucking tail. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, they gotta escape, man. They got something on their tail. Just like every every other lizard over there's like, yeah, we lose our tail, but we grow that shit back. Uh, this idiot just drops it because he got scared. <laughs> Someone closed the door too hard, and he's yeah. like, oh fuck, drop this tail. <laughs> yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's thundering outside. We got a problem. I'm amazed ours still has a tail. It's been in Katie's classroom with little kids, and they've held it, and I've held like every time it jumps, yeah. and it, I'm like, it's, this tail's got to go at some point. Our, ours is a frog butt. Is it? I think so. You think so? Because yeah, you haven't seen the Knock on wood. I've only had one, two lose their tail out of like uh, over a hundred. 
So that's impressive. It's just Usually so it's weird when you do something stupid. Like I said, judge, the, them, judge them wrong. The weirdest part of it is it's not a useless tail. They hold on to things with that. Yeah, like yeah, it's got a little pad. And yeah, yeah, but yet they still lose it and don't grow back. Like anoles just kind of use their tails somewhat for balance, but they can still live without it, and they grow their shit back. What a stupid lizard. There was a little tiny anole on your porch when I walked up earlier. It only has one brain cell, so. And that one doesn't work properly. I, I, I'm I'm also convinced that we only imported the stupid ones. There's an entire population somewhere out there in Indonesia that's fucking geniuses. And they're like, yeah, no, we don't do all that stupid shit. Yeah. That's like a, and we don't get caught. That's like the Asian carp over here that jump when boats scare them. But then you show videos to people in Asia where they're like, like yeah, they don't fucking do that over here. Yeah, because we only got the stupid ones, and then they reproduced, Yeah, and now we just have the stupid ones here. So it's like an idiocracy. All the stupid ones reproduce yes. on a massive scale, and the smart ones don't. So okay. happens, we were like, oh, no, crested geckos are, are extinct. Let's just breed a ton of them. We bred the stupid ones, and they're like, no, we're not extinct. We're just really good at hiding. You caught our dumb cousins. <laughs> uh, yeah. But uh, they, Yeah, Brondo. Brondo. Is that what it was called? Yeah. What plants crave? The reptile world asks, I have two anoles, and can I put an emerald grass lizard with them? I add a green anole, male and female. I honestly don't know. I don't want to tell you yes, because I don't know. Uh, Somebody just posted in a snake ID group, a Texas snake ID group. Found these two rattlesnakes around our home. No, you didn't, because that's a fucking eastern diamondback. Uh, It might be a western. No, it's a western. Western, Yeah, yeah. Easy to tell. Uh, Texas by Dallas. We live on a small ranch. Can anyone tell me if they are male or female? Well, they're both dead. <laughs> so it doesn't matter at this point because that one doesn't have a head and you're pinching the shit out of the other one. Also, what is the best way to keep them away? We have thought about laying out fake eggs. Would that help? The fuck's a fake egg going to do? So they'll eat it? Well, that, oh, I've seen that. I, I fucking hate when people do I always tell people that have chickens, like, don't use those fake eggs. If you do, chicken. glue them down. Yeah. Because uh, rat snakes, talking about another stupid ass snake, will just eat a fake egg. Oh, yeah. It smelled like chicken. I can see Mario. <laughs> the round is, chickens. I can see Mario. Uh, Mario Nickerson, the um, rescue guy's friends with Sean and them. Oh, yeah. I, he's like, thick eggs won't repel snakes. <laughs> and the person commented, I didn't word that correctly. I meant to ask if they will eat the fake eggs and then go die. And I could just see Mario. He's a, like runs uh, Nature's Edge Rescue. I could just see Mario like Dude, steaming like, right how now. How about you go eat the fake egg and yeah. die? Yeah. God damn, I hate people. Uh, so let's uh, real quick go over some things that we didn't have a show last week. There's a lot of stuff on our Facebook page, our discussion group that got posted. One being this really, you know what? I'm going to share this page because I always do this and then people bitch by people. I mean, Chris Eaton. Just uh, talking about it and not showing it. Yeah. So I'm a, hold on. I'm a get, I'm a use the technology that I have at hand. Damn. There's a lot of shit posted over the last. Well, we're not going through it all because we got like 15 minutes. I'll fast forward through a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> do I go with, let's see. This, nope, share screen. There we go. Look, I'm going to figure out this technology, I promise. Maybe. Uh, one of these days. All right, so the first one is this really cool-looking snake. This, okay, I'm going I'm to butcher this name, but it's a snake from China. Azimiops carinii? Sure. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's not how you pronounce it. But look at that fucking thing. Oh, yeah, that thing's it's cool. It's got a white head and a black and red body. Yeah. Like, it definitely looks like it'll kill you. I must say, if I get bit by a venomous snake, it's going to be that, because I'm going to try and touch it. <laughs> it's so pretty. I, yeah. I have to boop it, snoot. Yeah. I won't be saying that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. This the one. last thing you said is 
you die. This one is a sea snake that's in a uh, like the bycatch from stuff on a boat. Uh, Nathan Holcomb was asking, aren't they extremely venomous? A lot of sea snakes are, I think all sea snakes are, but uh, from my understanding, most of them are really calm. Um, but I mean, I still wouldn't do what the fucker's doing in this video. And Yeah, I like how he's, he's like... He's very nice. He's, he's like, like uh, scruffing the snake. Yeah, and then he's just like, <laughs> yeet, yeet. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, oh, it's so nice and gentle. And then, <laughs> fuck, you get off my boat. <laughs> he just throws it <laughs> by the head. Like, by the throat. And just right Have a good life, motherfucker. Just, see ya. Yeah. Watch out for that prop. Probably sees it a lot. He did. He scratches it on the head. <laughs> You're so beautiful. Hello. Get the fuck out of here. Oh. Uh, not doing cute stuff. We'll go yeah, past no. that. Don't push oh, that shit. Oh, an alligator. People found an alligator in their house. Yeah, it came in through the doggy door. I'm never that fucking lucky. Right. Well, I was just looking at a picture a minute ago. An <laughs> Alabama snake <laughs> ID group. Somebody took a picture of a rattlesnake curled up on top of the baskets at Walmart, a timber. And I'm like, that wasn't happened to me. I'd be okay with that. What was it? You saw something there where someone was like, nobody wants snakes in their yard. And I was like, whoa. Yeah, hey, it was whoa. A, like an article, news story that started. Nobody wants to find snakes in their yard. And I'm like, I beg to differ. <laughs> uh, that's cutesy stuff. We're passing that. No. <laughs> Travis Wyman posted, what's this motherfucker? What's this stupid ass? Alex Jones. Oh, stupid guy. But he, he was the one that said uh, frogs were gay. And they turned it into music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is the remix. The remix. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to play yeah. on here, but yes, go, go check that out on our on our discussion page. It's it's so pretty. pretty I used to watch Alex Jones when he first started, and he was somewhat rational. Did not take long for that to go off the rails. <laughs> uh, and then I would just watch it for entertainment. He's been on Joe Rogan a couple times. Yeah, it is. To listen to that shit is just like, how does Joe sit through that? <laughs> but because he knows he's going to get a lot of this listens. was before all the Sandy Hook shit. And he, oh yeah, you know, but yeah, uh, I I prom- I. Uh, apologize, Max. I've not watched this video, but Max did in a video uh, setting up a naturalistic videos. Yeah, apparently, hmm. uh, naturalistic enclosures for an adult caiman. Yeah, that was cool when I watched it. What did you watch it? Mm-hmm. The uh, the other the, the real question there is why are you owning a fucking caiman? That's we had someone I come in. Cayman. Fuck that. Have you met Max? I like my hands and fingers. Yeah. Someone came in the show today. So on my table, this is not my table. Somebody else's table, but I'm on there. Is all I got is boas. Guy walks up straight to my table, goes, "Are there any black ca- or uh, dwarf caiman?" I'm like, what the fuck? I, when did Boas associate hey, with? So, luckily, we, I did. It was Brittany and I. We did know somebody who does have dwarf caimans, and we gave him the information. But I'm like, this guy's gonna lose a finger. Well, I don't know if you you were gone. T- somebody walked up to Todd's table, and he had um, his snakes labeled lesser. And the guy just looks at him and goes, <laughs> "Lesser and butter, the same thing," and walks off. Todd was like, "I, I know. Thanks." <laughs> <laughs> just. That's the only thing. That was the only interaction. That's one of those people that have to prove how smart they are, which mm-hmm. means they're not that smart. But they have to try the one thing that they know something. They got to make sure you know it so that you'll think that they're really smart. Fucking people. Uh, this one is <laughs> a box troll riding the uh, metro in DC. They just found a box troll <laughs> on the metro. Chilling. Hmm. I've been on the metro and the stairs to get down to those things. Take forever. That turtle was put on that fucking train. Yeah, it did not. What, yeah, did not wander on there. Uh, He's missing his bear. His bears. <laughs> this one was Brian. Just a perspective of how large the uh, the flying reptiles. The I'm not gonna butcher that word, but how big they were. And it's just fucking massive. To look at these giant flying reptiles. Like, <clears throat> just imagine nowadays and then like there's a picture of it next to a giraffe it's just as tall as a giraffe and Travis talks about just imagine trying to watch this thing take off 
because it had to have this like stupid waddle takeoff flap thing until because there's no way it just took off straight up into the air. Yep. So, God, I'm so glad we weren't around. The, the dinosaurs would have destroyed us. And that was like all oh, yeah. six thousand years. Birds or the devil? Yeah, have I you can't imagine that? Have you seen a heron like or? I don't know what else they're called, but the herons—they have pointy beaks like that. Yeah, we see them catch fish in the lake, and oh, yeah. they take them, and they'll grab them, and they look, and they go stab, and they just spear the fish many times. Yeah, one flew There's- from the lake into our backyard with the biggest shad I've ever seen, and all he did was just brutally spear it, pick it up, <laughs> throw it on the ground, stare at me. Spirit, pick it up, and he just did it over and over. I'm like standing in the backyard, like I need an adult. This is so fun. There is no more. There's no more horrifying animal than the shrike. Oh yeah, shrikes. Birds. They will catch birds or lizards, or uh, they'll catch mice or lizards, and they go and they stab them onto a pointy stick or barbed wire fence. Yeah, we used to have a lot of a lot of little snakes and stuff hanging from our barbed wire fences, and especially out on the prairie where the shrikes are. You know, my grandpa always called them butcher birds. Demented fucking birds. Like, look at my kill. It's like when you think back to like when they used to put like heads on yeah. on sticks. And I'm going to name it William Wallace. <laughs> um, when I used to guide a lot of waterfowl hunts in my younger days, um, we would, our dogs, if we were doing sandhill crane hunts, we would have to put goggles on them because a, the wounded, a wounded sandhill will go right for the eyes and they'll fuck a dog up. Damn. Uh, this Travis showed this picture of a Kenyan Samboa in the wild eating a bird. Which it may have gotten out of a tree, but it may have also gotten as it came down to the ground to eat something and, and yeah. grabbed it. I'm not saying Samboas can't climb trees. I'm just saying, when we're talking dumb animals, I've seen Samboas try to hold on to shit and they're not good at it. Yeah. So, <laughs> I've always said if they could fall off the ground, they'd fucking do it. Uh, cool article about these little tur- turtles in Myanmar, uh, critically endangered. Those are a cool looking little turtle. What else we got? Oh, this is a cool video. Uh, are they ammonites? Uh, it's like, like almost like a prehistoric. It's like a nautilus. Like a nautilus. It's like a, nautilus, a prehistoric relative to the nautilus. Yeah. But showing like what it would have looked like when they existed. You see them all clinging together as a giant mass when they come out of the water to be able to cover, go from like pool to pool. Uh, just cool, it was a cool video. Um, dun, 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 Travis Wyman had are those are those bitey babies? What are those? Kukri's. Are those kukri's? Woke up to my first set of kukri. Why am I not seeing the words there? Because it's the it's like the second sentence. Oh, because I quit reading after I saw Ball Python. Yeah. That's what it was. Cougaries. Good. There's a chance for Travis to get bitten. Stabbed by those weird ass fucking teeth. That's a, another weird one. Let's see. What else do we find? Oh, Miloradovich's kids. I see they're wearing gloves because they're smart. <laughs> smart kid wearing gloves and handling snakes. So fucking anybody that makes fun of me. Should always wear gloves because bites suck. Uh, this is a cool picture. Picture of a copperhead uh, inside of a turtle shell. That is cool. They're they're ev- yeah, it's apparent. They're, they're evolving. They're learning how to use armor. We're going to be screwed once they figure this shit out. Well, you know, they're already crossing with the king snake. So then there's a king snake that's poisonous. <laughs> some lady was trying to tell me a few weeks ago. Oh, you like snakes? Let me tell you about this. I forgot where I was at. It was at one of those events that I went to with non-reptile people. And I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. And, uh, of course somebody has to bring up Robert, how many snakes do y'all have in your house? That's pretty personal. Um, Oh, how you know about those copperheads that are crossing with the king snakes? Uh, the only thing a king snake does to a copperhead is turn it into shit. 
<laughs> and uh, yeah, I had to get schooled on that. She had to tell me all about him crossing, and now a king snake can bite you, and it's poisonous. And I'm like, yeah, people are <sighs> dumb. Yeah. Uh, some Boega. Trying to see what else there is. There was so much that got posted. Oh, there was. Uh, was this in? It's a Cayman. Yeah, in black. Denver. Yep. The Cayman. Someone released a Cayman into a lake in Denver. Mm-hmm. That's a big Cayman too. And that's how we become to not be able to have a Cayman. Yeah. I guess the only positive thing is it'll probably freeze if it was still left out there over the winter, but sucks for the Cayman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snake does cartwheels to escape danger. I did not watch or read that one. I'll have to go. There is the one. Um, <laughs> there's the uh, wives tell about coach whips. The coach whips will bite their tail and turn into a wheel to roll down hills to get away from danger. <laughs> I always love that one. Uh, here are two copperheads fighting, two males combat fighting. That's it, cool. Yeah. The, the impressive thing about venomous snakes combat fighting, and it's not that they know to not do this. It's just evolution has caused the ones that do it to die. But they don't bite each other, right? Because they would still die from their own. They can die from venom. On this video, I had a lady trying to convince me that they're mating. And I'm like, if you think that's mating, you've never seen snake mating. Yeah, no. Because it's a lot more subdued Wrong than <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they are trying to pin the other one's head down yeah. and go, I am bigger and stronger. Because <laughs> she put combat no. in like under the things and she's like i guess that's what some people could call it and i'm like what else would you call it and she was like nookie blah blah like made up and i'm like no <laughs> that's not what they're doing I, so. I mean it is 2023 not judging anybody maybe maybe her and her spouse just beat the shit up each other maybe so that's how they do it she comes to work with yeah, bruises and go i had a great night yeah <laughs> but that, that shit happens that, that so a video like this will get posted in the general ether of facebook right with a stupid caption about how whatever, and then people start to believe that shit, and it gets passed around. It happens all the time with different videos. I'm making that into a sign. What I can weld a dick on a snowman. <laughs> <laughs> here's oh, here's one of my holdbacks. Anybody wants to look at us? The we one. don't keep going. We're shown by. It's one of the ones that's not leaving my house. Yeah, the, those butterflies Please? on its back. I don't know what else to call them. Yeah, they, you know what they they look like? The little things that hold ace rat oh, yeah. together. Um, they look pretty cool. It was also the only one that had the sides where they were vertical stripes instead yeah. of little diamonds. And then it still had some of the jungle pattern on its back and it was clean. That was the big thing. So that's what I'm, that's my project that I'm, that I'm working towards. That's why I think people, and if, if you're not a morph person, I get it. And you want to breathe the prettiest. Look, Jim Sargent does those, um, speckled king snakes. They're not a morph. They are locale, yep. but he breeds super clean, really pretty ones. So if you're not a, a morph person and you want to breed a certain species, Breed the best looking version of that species. Oh, were you sitting there when that guy asked me this weekend? You were about the king snakes, and I told him that I knew somebody that was going to have them, and then he was like, uh, "Come to find out, we knew each other." Oh, I didn't know when that was. Yeah, you were. You were sitting there. Uh, I wasn't paying attention. And he's like, "Oh, I'm so and so," and I'm like, "Yeah, I know who you are." Yeah. Uh, when he realized who I was, he walked off really fast because I caught him in a park one night with someone, not his wife. And that was his wife and arrested him because he was drunk and he was belligerent <laughs> and she had to come get his truck and was like, who's this bitch? And, uh, yeah. And you weren't, tempted that's to go, why I got super awkward. You weren't tempted to go. You're that guy that was fucking that other oh, woman. I was trying to, I was about to stuss. So I was like, yeah, we know each other. You remember that time? But he walked off. Like they <laughs> gone, burned off. <laughs> oh, this is a horrible picture. This rattlesnake ate a rat that was attached to a rat trap. And so you can see, <laughs> the rat trap inside of the snake they got it out the snake's fine but it's wow. another did the snake set the trap 
<laughs> that's what it is. They're evolving. You're pretty clever. <laughs> Fuckers are learning weapons. Uh, okay, that's a ball python, so I can scroll past that. It's on there twice. I can definitely scroll past it. That's Max's face, so we can go past that. They want you to see it. Oh, this is the teeth on a gr- the emerald tree. Uh, emerald tree boas. Oh yes. Fucking horrifying. Things of nightmares. Yeah, that's cool. I want one. That's one of those ones where my glove won't, my gloves won't do shit. No. It's going straight through. You have you have green trees, right, Ashley? Yep, we have green trees, yeah. Yeah. Because they have some crazy Yeah, they don't have uh, not like nearly the, the mouth that they do. Uh, they're still bitey, though. Lots of teeth, like to bite, not like that. Yeah, not like that. Uh, Max, That's more a crop monitor for that. Yeah. Max posted that he's raffling off this... Uh, this metal bear print from when he got went to Alaska and didn't get eaten by a bear, which is super rude. That was the only thing I asked was that he got eaten by a bear. Asshole. But if anybody wants to put in, that's $5. It's using to raise money for his next expedition where he can go take pictures of some other really common reptile in the wild. Uh, crocodile newts. Great. Now Katie wants crocodile skinks. Now we're going to get these fucking crocodile newts. Croc skinks are sweet, and those things look cool, too. Croc skinks are cool. It's just like, if you have them set up right, you almost never see the damn things. No, you, oh, well, you probably don't follow us on Instagram. I posted an Instagram today of Greg watching Stephen clean. Greg's our croc skink. He watches everything. Katie wants one. What is this? I haven't watched this. Okay, so. It's a. Oh, it's it's a a cheetah or a leopard. Oh, there's food up there in the tree. And then the mom is down on the ground. Or is that the cub? I think it's a leopard. I think, oh, shit. <laughs> oh, oh, fuck. Smoked them. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. All right, everybody just listening. I don't think it knew the other one was there. It was a leopard in a tree with a like an impala and a leopard on the ground underneath it. And the one up top dropped the impala on his head and it scared the shit out of him. No, no. Because there's another one in the you tree jumped? right there. There's a smaller one in the tree. Yeah. I think it was the mom and it was the cub that knocked it out of the tree on top yeah. of it. I think that's what happened. That's funny. That, that was fucking hilarious. I missed that one. I'm glad I, I'm glad I saw it now. Uh, it's a picture of a bobcat with a baby alligator in its mouth. At least it's a bobcat and not a feral house cat with an right. alligator in its mouth. This I can be okay with. Yeah, it's natural. Yeah. Not a fucking tabby holding one in its mouth. I love this one too. The <laughs> uh, picture of a little corn sink in a hand. The person going, oh my God, where are you holding that snake for? It might bite you. And then a picture of someone getting bit by a cat. Yeah, which is a way worse a bite. Way worse bite. Oof. I've been bitten by a cat and it got infected. Not Ugh. good. And there's a leopard eating a <coughs> sea turtle. Mm-hmm. That's got to taste yummy. Man, what is big sea turtle? Atrox. So, it's a That's prairie, prairie rattlesnake in the middle of the road. See, that'd be cool to come across a rattlesnake like that. Well, Veritas are like known for being kind of jerks too. So, uh, this mailbox that Katie wants us to get—it's a giant sea turtle. <laughs> It's kind of weird that it comes right out of his chest, but whatever. <laughs> so that was our. Is that, that was, against your HOA? Oh yes, most most definitely fucking HOAs. Everything's against the HOA. Having fun, enjoying well life. Enjoy Dude, I brought my trash can in yesterday morning at nine thirty. I got a picture from the HOA. They took a picture at nine twenty of my trash can out, and I'm like, motherfuckers! I know y'all probably saw me out there a few minutes later picking it up. So I have to take a picture of the, it's probably the 20th time I've gotten a violation for my trash can being out in the last seven years. And I've sent them the same picture every time. 
of my front of my house. Just send me a picture <laughs> that's gone. I took a picture the day we like signed on the house, and I just used that picture every time. The fucking tree's like this big in my yard. <laughs> now it's like fifteen feet tall. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah, not even, the houses across the street aren't even there. <laughs> you can see that in the photo. I'm like, yep, sorry, we put it up. <laughs> nice. Man, people got too much time on their hands to be taking pictures of trash cans. Um, we just took over the neighborhood, so it's been a management company, but we finally really reached a 90% build out. So now that we've been able to create a board of directors and, um, like the first thing they did was file fire the pool management company because they were hiring dumb kids to be the lifeguards and they weren't enforcing rules. And, uh, um, yeah. but yeah, so, but now instead of a paid employee that was driving around looking for violations, it's whoever's on the board and just wants to drive around. And one of the guys on the board's wife ran for mayor and I was vehemently opposed to her and she got beat badly. <laughs> so I got a feeling he's, so you probably, fucked yourself over. Got it. Yeah, I don't care. Yeah, you're not going to be their best friend, huh? I don't care. <laughs> All right, so uh, we've done this for two hours now, and uh, I really have to pee. It's really the reason we're leaving. It could have been an hour and a half, but if I had to pee this bad, we'd be getting off anyways. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you all for coming on. I know it was short notice, but yeah, thank you all. I like having you all yeah. on. Thanks for the invite. I think it's it's Always weird. Fun. We live so close to each other, but we never <laughs> see each other. Well, because they don't do shows anymore. I so. know. They don't like us and come see us. Well, that's Houston too. I'm like, you never want to go anywhere. You're just going to get stuck in traffic. Yeah. The problem is we live on exact opposite sides of Houston, which is why my shop was in Pasadena. All I had to do was go right past I-10 and a couple of exits and I'd be where they're at. Now your shop is here. two minutes away from your house. Yes. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know that we moved last weekend. Um, I found a shop that was 0.7 miles from my house instead of 20, instead of 26 miles from my house. That's yeah, so yeah, that fun. makes a huge difference. I mean, it, it makes a huge difference, especially if you like what sucks is sometimes I need to go to the shop real quick for something. I mean, if I have a, a part I'm working on, I need to just go do a test cut or, or, or measure something. It's half an hour away. You know, it's yeah. you can't just go over there real quick. Yeah, for you me, it just was, zip over there and check them out. For me, it was, yeah, you know, an hour true. round trip. Toll roads were. And then I was spending about yeah. 300 bucks a month Ooh. in tolls. Dang. Yeah, not tolls. Tolls are not good. So, what equipment you got over there now? You've got the CNC and you got a laser too. We got the laser. We don't have a CNC okay. right now. Uh, okay. A buddy of mine has one. It it just makes more sense that he barely uses it, so it made more sense for me to use his. Um, yeah. And he's right here. So yeah, his shop is like ten minutes from the house. Ten minutes from the house. So um, he has a uh, cabinet company, but he works a full time job also. So okay. uh, it's the exact same machine. It's the Laguna four by eight vacuum table, eight tool changer. It's the exact same machine. So there was no learning curve. There was no anything. So um, I was able to, you know, go down $2,000 a month in rent. And um, where I'm at now, I have room if I wanted to add one. Yeah. But uh, right. there's, I can't, I'm not going to make any announcements yet, but there may be some big changes on the horizon for us with, uh, the direction of the business. So I may not really need to have one all the time soon. Um, cause the, okay. la- the laser is proving to be a pretty good asset for what I'm doing. Um, a lot so of what pre- laser you use? It's a, um, 130 watt ohm tech 30 by 55. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. so, um, it cuts the acrylic beautifully. I've been really going, getting into the acrylics and, um, you know, with the price increases in PVC that I know you guys are all too familiar with, 
Um, and I've been finding other ways to maximize every dollar that I invest. And I've found some ways that are working really well. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of beating around the bush on it because I don't want to say anything yet, but, uh, the laser is, I think the future. Yeah. More lasers, more lasers. I think it's going to be more lasers. Um, I'd like to have yeah, laser. Our laser has been fun. Yeah. Yeah. Been, like trying to figure out how to set it up and use it was kind of a nightmare because the uh, Laguna we bought doesn't, they don't tell you there's no instructions that come with a key, yep. some weird shaped things and a plug. And I'm dude, we spent like a year. It felt like trying to adjust all the mirrors, which didn't yep. need to be realigned. I think they it, were yeah. fine from the factory, but I tried to figure to out how to do how that. To that and then yep. of course, speed, speed is just YouTube videos and me like stinking up the shop relentlessly. But um, I mean, once you get it right, it's very cool. Tool. It's yes. beautiful edge. Well, well, that's a big thing with the acrylic because he makes the small acrylic uh, cages and, and stuff. And when they're yeah. done on the CNC, they're fine. But man, the way they look now off of a laser with those crystal clear yeah. edges looks so much it's better. So much better. The yeah. um, the Lagoon is the same way with their CNC machines. It just fuck shows up, and they're like. Yeah. They sent me a link to like seven YouTube videos that didn't help at all. And, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what they yeah. did with the laser. I'm like, hey, man, I have a question about this. And they're like, they sent me a manual that doesn't include my machine in it. Yeah, mine, same, same thing. What? Yeah. Um, and yeah. I've learned like, so like my Laguna had one brand of controller. My buddies who bought his six months before has a completely different brand of controller. It's the same functions, but it's one's was a Rico and one is his is a uh, hung swing or something like that. Um, yeah, they just sort. I think I've seen that movie with hung swing. Out. Yeah, yeah, but they, uh, yeah. I mean, literally, we get it, and I'm like, all right, well, this is three phase, and we have to wire it in. What goes where? And like my electrician's like, I'm not 100 percent sure which leg to put where. Can you find out? I'm like, luckily, I found other people who had done it and had made YouTube videos. But Laguna was, I will never buy from them again. That was, I had uh, one of the stepper motors go out the day after the warranty expired. Oh, some guys flipping a switch back at home. Yeah. Like, and I call them and I'm like, guys, you can't make an exception for this one. They were like, nope. I was like, and I kind of got mad because it took me like four days to get someone on the phone. Cause you have to call in, you speak to an idiot who's reading off of a prompter and then you, then you have to escalate it. And then you finally get a technician to call you back. And then they have to go through this whole verification process that you bought it from them. And then he's like, nope, uh, we'll send you a new one. It's this much. And I'm like, you really? And he's, I said, you guys are horrible. Your customer service story goes, yeah, we still sell a lot of machines. Wow. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's, well, I guess that's, they're kind of the lower cost, yeah. high yeah. volume manual. Yeah. I mean, it's the same with our laser. I'm like, I didn't have high hopes for it when it showed up because it didn't cost a ton, but it's, I mean, it works. It it's does everything awesome. it's supposed yeah. to, but yeah. you kind of contrast that. There's no that. support. <laughs> yeah, there's no support, no. but you contrast that with when we bought that shop saver. Oh, you guys got that's the, a totally different yeah. deal. I that mean, is that an amazing was, machine. Like, yeah. The instruction manual is colored. It's all bound. It has all the wiring die. I mean, it's, it is insane all right let me let's say goodbye to everybody and we can talk machines after this but if people want to reach out to (laughs) y'all and buy the stuff that was made on your machine where can they reach out uh we've got our website www.focuscubedhabitats.com um and we're focus cubed 
habitats everywhere else. So YouTube, Yeah, Facebook, go to YouTube, Instagram. watch some enclosure talk videos and figure out what you want. Yeah. Yes, do that. If, you, so. if you're like, I want a cage for this animal and I want to put it in my living room, your first step needs to be Focus Cube Habitats. That is that is furniture quality it. cage that will look amazing. Um, Thanks. And then for us, if you want to check out Robert for his – his boxes, he can make you a box or a rack or some other stuff too. Keep keep watching. Uh, check out LSRacks, lsreptileracks.com. Uh, also remember VivTech. Use code GUMBO22 to save 15% on your VivTech products. Uh, we'll see you at a Herp show soon. Uh, oh, and reach out to Lil Shop of Horrors for rodents, especially if you're in the Houston area. San Antonio all the time because it's where he's from, but if you're in the Houston area, hit him up and get you some rodents. All right, guys, hang around. Everybody else, we'll see y'all next week. And good night. Mm-hmm.